It's like Poe in every scene with any person. He's like, it's like. Wait, is he about to fuck this person? Is it Oscar? Is it just Oscar Isaac or is it Poe the character? I think it's Oscar Isaac. I'd like to think it's both. Yeah, me too. I like the idea that Poe, every time he walks into a room, it's like, dude, is he going to, is he trying to, is he looking to fuck me? Do you know I'm a pilot? Do you know I'm a pilot? I'm an ace pilot. Joe, he's wearing my jacket. Yeah, he's wearing my jacket. That's a nice jacket. That's where you got, that is a nice jacket. We should get that jacket. Hell Yeah. Welcome to the episode 30, the big episode the big 30 one, the big trio. Straight to series. And um, my name is Connor. I mean. And yeah, welcome. This episode we're just going to do a year in review as well as the rise of Skywalker in review. In review. Yes. Yes. Uh, because we both saw it. Yes. Um, we both have opinions. We both have opinions about it. As we do with everything else. Yes, yes, we do. And uh yeah, so based not gonna be a lot of news in this episode. No, we're gonna just favorite films, best actors, yeah. box office successes yeah. and bombs. Hunk and skunks of the year. Yes, of yeah. the year. Yeah. And uh yeah, we're just gonna talk about what we like what was big for us this year. So uh yeah. I yeah, hope you guys enjoy. But the first thing we're gonna start with, because um, is like and subscribe, please. Oh yes, like <laughs> and subscribe is what we always say. Like and subscribe to the movie podcast that will quench your movie thirst. Wow, wow! If oh, you yes. needed anything better, mm-hmm. any any other reason to subscribe, there it was. There it was. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, but the first thing we're gonna do is get into Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. The final <laughs> movie in the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. Does did you think this was this felt like a final movie? It felt like just a movie to me. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Um, you've stronger feelings. Yeah. Well, more positive feelings. More, more positive feelings. I ended up liking the movie. Um, now, I like Star Wars. You, like, you love Star Wars. I love Wars. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. So, uh, as I've said previously, don't like Last Jedi. Made me cry when Luke died. I got. You a, don't like the last. Je- I don't. Jedi. You no, never mentioned don't. that before. I never mentioned that. No, it's funny because uh, we'll probably rip on the last Jedi a bit in this. Oh, always oh, gonna happen. And then later when we talk about Knives Out again, we're gonna suck Ryan Johnson's dick. <laughs> dick so yes. it's gonna be. It's it's a. Well, he's gonna get. It's a mixed bag. He is. He's gonna make. He doesn't. He's not gonna know whether he's sleeping on the couch or sleeping in the bed mm-hmm. tonight. You know, he's just a bit of both. Bit of both, exactly. But uh, yeah, start in the bed. And then they'd be moved and, and, and on the couch. You know what? You know what? I do hate the last Jedi. <laughs> Go down and sleep on the couch. But well done on knives out. No, um, I I really really like some aspects of this movie, and then other aspects I hate. And because I like Star Wars so much, I found myself multiple times during this movie doing mental gymnastics myself to explain problems with the movie. Yeah. Which isn't good. Doesn't no, make it a good movie. You shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to do that. The movie should just tell me. But because I like Star Wars, I was doing that, and uh, that I'm I'm probably not a good person to ask. <laughs> is this a good movie? Because I like it, and I got emotional. There's a solid twenty minutes in this movie where I am just I'm an emotional wreck throughout the whole part of it. Everything where, that where, happens. What you're talking about there is what yeah. I knew I was supposed to be feeling. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And I was very aware of that. Mm-hmm. 
for me, a lot of the greatness in it yeah. was diminished by the overall package. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't resonate the way I wanted it to resonate. I know what you mean. And, and I'm still like a bit of a Star Wars apologist as well. Yeah. Like watching The Last Jedi, I did the same thing where I'm like, it'll, it'll, it'll turn around. Yeah. At least that's for me. I know you liked The, the Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I came out a bit numb. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, I came out feeling very, I felt emotional, but I don't know if it felt like a finale. Like yeah. I didn't leave going, wow, that's how it all ended, like an endgame, you know? I feel satisfied. I don't think I left satisfied. I left happy. Do you know what it's missing? What? It's missing Kevin Feige. Yeah. Because, like, we we were talking about this earlier on, about how just uneven the whole trilogy of the the last three films have been. Totally. Because it's a a J.J. Abrams film, and then it's a Ryan Johnson film, and then it's a J.J. Abrams film. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of, like, he said, she said, he said kind of thing going on, Mm -hmm. where they're very different, where it's almost like Kevin Feige has that creative touch that's in every Marvel movie. Yeah. So they seem to just all fit in, even though they have these individual feelings to them. Well, that's because he goes look, we want you to go in this direction with the movie, but here's the things that you can't really touch on and we kind of need a yeah. bit of this in the movie. But yet you watch Tor Ragnarok and yeah. you're like, whoa, this just rebooted Tor. Totally. But yet it still fits in with the original three. Like, it's exactly. a very difficult balance. Yeah. And he just seems to have that magic touch at the moment. Totally. And, and uh, I miss it. Obviously, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Or Caitlin. Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. She, I don't think she has that touch. I... I yeah, a lot of people are kind of blaming Kathleen Kennedy. She's getting a lot of the flack for the trilogy um, and well, how it's turned out. Understandably, though, to a point where it's you're true. like, you know, you're the main element of, of all three movies. It's true, but I watched a recent kind of podcast and they kind of put it in perspective where um, Kathleen Kennedy is a seasoned uh, producer and a good producer. Yeah. And a good producer says, okay, good, good project plus good director equals good result. Yep. So I'm going to put you guys together. You don't need any oversight from me. Just make a good movie. Don't make it, you know, too racy. It's a Disney movie, blah, blah, blah. And we'll have a good product. Whereas Kevin Feige says, um, okay, uh, good, good character, good director. I need to be very involved and make yes. sure that everything's lining up and keeping with everything. Whereas Kathleen Kennedy probably has more of a hands-off approach. I don't know if she's a, big star wars fan i mean everyone's a star wars fan really who's She's seen it with the franchise for a long time Has she okay so yeah. she so she knows the franchise that well so i i don't know whether she she maybe just to give her an out i don't know i don't know the woman <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but if uh she she was like basically just being a normal producer where she was like oh i'll just put two people people who are good at something and they'll make something good i with totally it. understand what you're saying yeah. but i still feel like it needs that oversight oh maybe not it's... too hands-on mm. which i see that's why like not to talk about marvel and kevin feige too yeah. much but it's just the fact that it's still under the same umbrella of disney totally. kevin feige seems to have this way of going you do what you want mm-hmm. as, as you were saying i want to hear your individual individual voice yeah but we have parameters mm-hmm. to set totally and that's like even with um, the Russo brothers mm. like I thought Captain Mar- uh, Captain America yeah. was okay the yeah. first one and then they just almost like rebooted the character where I was totally. like oh now he's kind of my favourite character yeah. but yet it still fits it's such a difficult balance to go yeah. okay it needs to fit within its trilogy mm-hmm. so the Captain Marvel brand oh sorry the Captain America brand yeah. but it also needs to fit within the MCU mm-hmm and yet it all, it all works, you know? It has to do, so difficult. It has to do something to expand the world of the MCU while also making a, an internal story work. And you know? expand on just that one character it's, it's, as well. Or exactly. characters involved in that yeah. in that 
main character. Yeah, in that sort of world, yeah. basically. Basically like a comic book. It, like, even when we say it, though, yeah. it's, it's it's juggling so many elements yeah. to make it work and get the the voice of the director, like, heard as well. Totally. Which is so difficult. Yeah. Which is what I didn't felt... Like, with The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. you hear that they're doing that as well, and mm-hmm. yet my least favourite episode, episode four, Bryce Dallas Howard sounded like she had a lot of free... Free uh, reign. Free reign, and I really disliked the me episode. Me too. I, it's... Oh, excuse me. Jeez, so burpy. Uh, it is, in my, yeah, the weakest episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was... I No, I wasn't saying that to say that Kathleen Kennedy should get off. You know, she should have had more oversight. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, she probably came at it from a normal producer's standpoint. Totally. One yeah. and one. Like, good franchise with great lore and yeah. great director. Writer and director with Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, yeah. The product will make itself. Like. Exactly. Like, it's 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 a recipe for success, basically. 100%. And, uh, and it wasn't that. And then all the other projects, you know, that they were working on, it's just, it didn't mesh. And, uh, you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker, there are a few critiques that I left that I couldn't explain away in my head. Whereas I feel this movie is a great sequel to The Force Awakens. Yes. And some other movie that isn't The Last Jedi in between. It's strange. Yeah. It's, it's really strange. These don't connect. They don't line up. No, they don't. It's so weird. The movies don't line up. You watch The Force Awakens and you could watch The Rise of Skywalker and you're like, I feel like I'm missing something in the middle. Yeah. But those two movies were kind of worked well together. But sadly, not a tremendous amount. No. Where you should be like, wait a minute, how did this character's journey go from from point A yeah. to point F and yeah. then come back? You know, like, instead, it's just like, it's missing a little bit it's, but, it's strange but the funny thing is that the a lot of the store a lot of the character arcs in force awakens and the last jedi are the same finn in the in the force awakens has to learn to not be selfish to fight for the rebellion then he gets sliced by kylo ren wakes up in a bafta tank and forgets <laughs> that he has to not be selfish and fight for the rebellion until oh, the end the, of it the, that kind of jacuzzi suit the he wakes up and i love thing. that yeah i'm like i want one of those yeah me too they look comfy yeah but uh and so so then in this movie we actually get finn moving on from that yes. which is nice and we get and we get how the tar- spoilerific is this review going to be we never even talked oh we, we won't we won't spoil it yeah but, let's not yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking so let's just strokes. say for anyone who's listening and they're about to back out this is going to be a non-spoiler review yeah we're going to redact many things I can I, 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 I feel comfortable talking about this movie without spoiling it sure yeah uh, there's a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms and the stuff I liked I don't really need to get into but um yeah, and so I thought that this is a great movie. Uh, it it is almost like a, a episode two and an episode three packed into one movie. Mm-hmm. It's trying to be a sequel to uh, it's trying to be a sequel to the Force Awakens and undo the Last Jedi in certain ways. Yes, and it's also trying to be the end of a trilogy and the end of a franchise. And I don't think it accomplishes either of those things no. really. And it's it's I don't want to rag on the last jedi too much but at the same time you do feel the stink of that yeah written all over the rise of skywalker yeah and is it do you feel like both directors are almost passively aggressive with each other yeah through the films totally because like you really feel that with the last jedi because we mm-hmm. can obviously we can talk spoilers for that like it really just abandons the foundations that jj abrams built yeah and then literally the Rise of Skywalker well, does the exact same thing. It abandons the foundations in the name of subverting expectations. Oh, you have to challenge fans. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It, it, see, I, I find both of these movies, both The Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi, have a similar thing where... So, 
challenging fans. Mm-hmm. It, it was a bad movie. Stop yeah. calling that. Now, where now it's like the rise of Skywalker. For me, I didn't. I didn't think it was great. And they're just like, oh, it's fan service. Mm-hmm. It's just fan service. I'm like, well, there's a lot of fans that aren't happy with it. So yeah. it's not giving the fans exactly what they want either. Also, also, some people are, are misinterpreting fan service as people having arcs that need to be finished. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray's lineage was not solved in the rise of, in the Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, so. Obviously, that arc needs to have an ending, you know? Also, I hate the fan service yeah. is looked at as a negative thing. Yeah. Like, every film should be fan service. Every film should have some fan service. And, like, yeah. Endgame, I just, like, fan service is used as, like, a negative mm. thing. But, like, yeah. every film is, is fan ser- service, really, when you think of what, what the words mean. Yeah. I mean, like, Endgame does a thing where you're, like... It it will give you it will challenge you, mm-hmm. but also give you what you want. Like I surely no one like spoilers for Endgame, but no one really wants Tony Stark to die. No, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. And you're like, okay, it like, feels no earned. One, I don't want to give away Captain America. I don't want to be like, like it's a great fitting ending, but at yeah. the same time, like I want to see another Captain America movie. Yeah. So like it's challenging you, but yet you're like, okay, it's the right I move. Accept it because it was the right move, and uh, yeah, and that's what I think the. The movies don't accomplish. They needed that oversight. JJ needed to do all three, or yes, someone needed to be sitting down. And I'm sure there were people who were saying, "Well, you need to do this because we want to get here in the third one." Of course, but someone needed to really enforce that. Like, yeah, look, if you're gonna do this in this movie, we want to get to this in the third movie. Like, I'm sure. Apparently, it, from the beginning, Palpatine was always meant to be the villain, and supposedly JJ Abrams had a kind of short script or like an yeah. outline for the second movie yeah. and it was completely abandoned. It was completely abandoned and someone should have came in and said you can't completely abandon that because there's got to be a third one after It'll this. It'd be nonsensical if you just completely abandon that. And them. that's what's happened. A nonsensical movie. Like the opening crawl of the movie is like all, all of this should have been in the last one. You're yeah. watching some of it and you're like this should have been in the last movie. This should have totally. been here. And you're like this character should have been introduced there mm-hmm. because... I don't have a fundamental problem with the character. It's not like they're unlikable or anything. Yeah. But you're trying to make me care too quickly. Totally. Whereas I feel like if I have more time with them, I probably like them more. It's it's a, such a strange feeling to have yeah. because, like, literally what 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 this film does. Mm. Is, if you think of the Force Awakens, it's like oh, we just built a road. Yeah. And then, the Last Jedi is like cul de sac. Yeah, cul de sac. It ends. End of the road. And then it's like oh, the Rise of Skywalker forget that mm-hmm. no it actually keeps going and it's just such a weird feeling to have <laughs> it, it says yeah we built a road cul-de-sac oh actually there's a little walkway that you yeah, can get you missed through. that you missed that yeah there's there's a walkway you can get through so actually it's not the end of the- ryan johnson missed that as well yeah but there is like a little a little uh, true road a little or whatever true road it's, it's it's just messy i felt it watching it yeah. i could feel the passive aggressiveness yeah to, and now they've kind of both directors have said a few things as mm, well where yeah. it's like, well, I don't believe you should serve as the fans. You should challenge yeah. them. Pretty much what Ryan Johnson said. Yeah. And he's talking about The Force Awakens because totally. he doesn't like what The Force Awakens yeah. did because the parallels between The Force Awakens and A New mm-hmm. Hope. Yeah. Well, and if, if I feel like he challenged fans in the wrong way. The idea to cha- True. Yeah, totally. The That's idea, it. The idea to challenge fans, I think, isn't is, is inherently a good one. You should always... People, people with expectations, it should be good to subvert expectations. Totally in a positive way like in a movie that people don't like Iron Man 3 having the Mandarin be an actor 
the whole thing I think is a great subversion of expectations totally and it like talk about challenging fans yeah like, exactly you, you, ha- you have an idea you watch that first trailer yeah and you have a very strong idea of how this film's gonna go you hire Ben Kingsley yeah to, to play him number one so great great actor great, great dramatic villain, actor great dramatic actor and then the subversion of expectations but they don't land the thing because Guy Pearce isn't isn't as interesting as and just the overall package I don't think works no but there's some greatness in it yeah 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 totally yeah no that, Hydrant Shield a subversion of expectations yeah. you know like Cap defeats Hydra during the war and then you find out Hydra is built into Shield the entire time mm-hmm. or I, I don't know is there is there another movie we should maybe even well, try here, to go without comic book movies well I would say The Force Awakens when mm-hmm. it kills Han Solo mm. That is such a challenge to fans yeah. to grasp. But what what I would see is is so okay, okay. Everyone knows that Harrison Ford didn't really want mm. to do more Star Wars movies, and he he wanted the character to die from yeah. the from the get go from yeah. the original trilogy. But what does J.J. Abrams do? Mm-hmm. He uses that as an amazing building block mm-hmm. for Kylo Ren. Yeah. So not only do we challenge fans by killing a fan favorite, Mike. Mm absolute favourite character of yeah. all the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. but it really gives a great a great story arc to uh, Kylo Ren it, it's, it's a character building moment yeah. and it's an epic moment for me I'm like when I watched that I was like they just killed Han, Han Solo. Solo and then I see the look in Kylo Ren's face and I'm like Oh, okay. Oh, he knows okay. he just killed Han Solo. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I understand who Kylo Ren is. Yeah. And, uh, all right, I understand that move. Yeah. Where when they kill Snoke, mm. I just felt like, oh. Oh, uh, and you go, oh, this is interesting. And then you think about it for a few minutes. And you're like, like well, well, hang on. Who was he? What, what, how could that happen? And oh, okay. Oh, okay. So we're weird. not going to learn anything about that We're character. not going to learn anything. Yeah. Or yeah, when... Yeah, and it's funny. I don't remember. This could be just my bad memory. I don't remember people kicking off that much that Han Solo died. I think the consensus was that it felt earned, and it was it was a good death. It's like they understood why he died. Yeah. Whereas when spoilers for Last Jedi, when Luke dies, there's a lot of controversy. People being like, "Why? Why do you have to die?" You know, and all this stuff. You know, people weren't didn't sit right. Yeah, with people. it just felt strange. Also, because we didn't get a Luke Skywalker in mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. Yeah. So we just didn't expect to get Luke, and then he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, I think like that hurt. I think the rise of Skywalker has a lack of respect for what has come before, in terms of certain characters. Who they are, I think, and with um, the rise of Skywalker, you the, just the said rise that? of Skywalker, okay. I think, I think, and, and the Last Jedi, I would say, the Force Awakens kind of does because it's introducing new people, yes, and it's like, oh, they're meeting these people for the first time, and there's a reverence to the old people, totally, to the old, to those who have come before, and um, even if I, I think in certain areas there could be more, like there's definitely problems with the Force Awakens that, oh I, yeah, definitely, I would change, but I think they do a good job of kind of honoring what's come before, whereas in the Last Jedi and in the Rise of Skywalker, I think. There's a lack of respect for some of the things that for some of the key elements of Star Wars that people like, and uh, it's a shame because I because I because yeah because I love Star Wars and it's always disappointing when it's like I get that these movies are for a new generation, and I totally understand that you know we want they want to build up the new characters and everything, but they but you know kids watched have watched all the movies I I was the prequels were coming out when I was a kid but the first movies I watched was the original trilogy mm-hmm. so so like you know to say that they're making for new fans is totally cool but uh, 
you have to respect the older fans and know that even the kids watching it now have watched the other movies so maybe they really care and like about Luke, Han and Leia you know it's not just the old people in the audience who are like yeah oh, totally I really care about that and uh, and I love the new characters yeah I actually love them which is why I'm upset when I when I just don't get a story that really yeah. resonates with me yeah me too I, I thought Ray. I think Ray's a great character yeah I think Ray's a great character Daisy I love, Ridley's great I love Daisy Ridley yeah I think I, I love her overall look is now like just it's it's I, I guess it's cemented in pop culture. Yeah. I just see that look. I can like the minute you say Ray, mm. I see what she's wearing. Yeah, it's almost like her superhero costume. Exactly. Like I can just see it. Yeah, you know instantly. I I, I see Finn in mm. the in the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. I see Poe. I just know Poe. I see Poe in the X wing instantly. Yeah. I love the new characters, yeah. and I think that's why as well. I'm a bit hurt when I don't don't get a fulfilling story. Yeah, I don't. I yeah, because because you do like them, and you're like, man, I'm bought into these guys' story, and, and then I, it's just yeah. unfulfilling. I forgot that that Finn was a former stormtrooper yeah. in the Last Jedi. Yeah, and then you, we we kind of get a reminder mm-hmm. in the Rise of Skywalker, but I feel like they can't go into it deep enough because it was passed over in the Last Jedi. Yeah. So it's like here we got a lot of ground to to, to make. We can't be going in deep into Finn's yeah. backstory either. It's almost like in this movie, it's like, hey, all those elements that you're leaving going, I wish that was explored more. Yeah, that was my idea for the second movie. Mm, so I yeah. just want all of you to know that that stuff that you're looking to find out, that would have been in the second movie. Yeah. But they didn't let me make the second totally. or I didn't make the second movie. So Yeah, how cinematic is some scenes in very, this movie though? The, very. In the trailer, we see them fighting with the waves crashing. It's shot beautifully. That is epic yeah it it's is a, so good it is a few uh it, the cgi is pretty good all throughout i, I would say so yeah definitely and, um but i would say that i found in the action scenes i felt like we were missing a beat i feel like in some action scenes we were dropped into the middle of an action scene and there we didn't necessarily get the build-up okay like um it like the movie kind of moves at a breakneck pace, and it's like actually to actually to actually scene. It, the pace. Yeah. Do you think that they cut out like fifteen minutes, and only in the last two months or so? Yeah. JJ Abrams cut out fifteen minutes. Yeah. No scene fully marinates. No, no. It's n- just like boom, boom, boom. You don't. It doesn't hold on anything long enough. No. It's like we're going next, next, next. MacGuffin to MacGuffin to MacGuffin. Yeah, we got a lot to get through here, guys. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I, I just feel like some action scenes they're just oh, I needed I needed another beat before the, it started mm-hmm. you know like the, the they've released the clip and it's the chase scene and the speeder bikes yes and I'm like yeah you see them starting the speeder bikes but I needed a scene of maybe them spotting them and shooting at them for a bit and then getting on the speeder bikes yeah. or something where it's like they a, fly now yeah I hate that I hate that it's, I just don't think that's funny at all when they released that clip I was like fucking hell that, that was a terrible they clip they fly now they fly now they, they fly, fly now, now. Oh, I didn't like it I, did, what it should have done is they fly now they fly now and then and then Poe goes yes I get it they fly and then yeah, they keep yeah. going or something like that we, we spoke about this before we started the podcast the mm-hmm. comedic elements just don't, don't land don't hit where the force awakens i laughed a lot yeah me too but now i will say it, this was rushed as well like yeah. jj wasn't supposed to direct this movie no. and then he had to come in and rewrite the script and all like that and yeah. you feel the jj abrams touch at times mm-hmm. but definitely the, the comedy just does not land falls flat a lot of the time yeah. for me. sadly um, sadly yeah yeah and you know all the actors are charming and everything of course, yeah. Adam Driver is doing work 
as acting in this movie. Excellent. Excellent. He's he's my favorite character throughout the three, I would say. Um, his story is the most interesting. Very interesting. And uh, it's paid off the best of of all of all the characters in this I would and say. And I enjoyed his arc. Like, totally. He, he his arc was my favorite of all the characters. Uh, and I would say, you know, uh if Finn had gotten better treatment in the last Jedi, he could have had a a really great arc. Big time. Um that we were kind of discussing before and yeah. maybe we'll get into in some future. Sure, you opened my eyes. We can't yeah. really go into detail no. for it because it's total total spoil yeah. spoilerific. Yeah. But yeah, you opened my eyes to certain things that I didn't even get. Yeah. Now, I, I hope you're right about me those. Me too. Yeah, me too. I because hope. it made me like it more. Yeah, but then again, the, the, this, the only reason I came up with those things was because I had to answer questions I was having about the movie. Yeah, you're like almost making excuses for it going, oh, well. Totally. Uh, if this is what they mean, yeah. that's actually decent. And I'm, a, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So when I see something that like I can explain it because I know Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like it's like inside baseball, you know, when you see something, you know. It's like, oh, okay, I, I, I know all this stuff about Star Wars, so that's probably that, and that's probably that. You know, I can yeah. put things together in a different way because you've more information going in. But the modern audience, like, it's so jarring. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, even for you, like, you're a big fan of it, but, you, like, you can't, like, you can't make up for all the movie's mistakes, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was saying to you, there's, there's, some, there's a few moments mm-hmm. where, like, fan-challenging moments... Yeah. And then they just revert on yeah. it. Like, they, they, they back out of it. They back out of it, They're like, yeah. there's some risky stuff where I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, wow. I felt that. That had yeah. a bit of impact. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, oh, no, we're, we're reversing. No, yeah. that, that, that didn't happen the way you thought it happened. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And even, like, like as I said, challenging moments where mm-hmm. I was like, I really enjoyed that scene, but I'm sad at the same time. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm, I'm the same. There are scenes in it where I'm like, well, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that whole back and forth. But that makes, because that scene's in this movie, that makes this worse, what happened here. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. And some of the... They, like, retrospectively, they diminish scenes that had they, impact. They diminish... Pre- pull their punches. Yeah. They pull their punches, basically. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, this, this, this cool epic thing is happening. You're like, wow, that is cool and epic. I'm really enjoying that scene. And yeah. then you think about it and you're like, oh, well, that makes that worse. Yeah. Because of it. And you're like, and it, it's disappointing because again, it just shows a lack of maybe not respect, but like a lack of understanding that people love the original trilogy. And I don't like some of the, there's revisionist history in this. Oh yes. Yeah. They change a few things. They change a few things around. And they're, and at least it feels like they're changing things. These are things that were supposedly there all along. It yeah. was always the history. It we was, just didn't know about it. We just didn't know about it until now. And I'm kind of like, that's going a bit far for me. You know? Do you know what I did like? I want to say something positive okay. about the movie. How they use Carrie Fisher. Me too. It's seamless. Yeah, it is seamless. And I was looking for the seams so I could kind of see them. So, But I totally understand. Like, So there's conversations and dialogue mm. where you're like, oh, that could so mean something else. And I could see how that I was. Because yeah. this is footage from the last two movies yeah. especially The Force Awakens because mm-hmm. JJ knew of scenes he didn't use and he's yeah. like oh I can see how I could use her mm-hmm. and it's done so well how still is she standing all the time though? Mm, that's, yeah, that's I, the I one know, thing I, I would know. always say but I, I actually thought it was it was pretty seamless if you're not looking for the scenes totally I, I, I was impressed yeah I was impressed too and I was enjoying that because mm-hmm. I knew I, I knew you know 
we have a movie podcast, so yeah. we're looking for the problems. Totally. We're like, hmm, yeah. is there is there a weird edge there? We can kind of see she wasn't really yeah. in that setting. Yeah. I thought they did that really well. And the dialogue really works. Yeah, it And does. that's what impressed me. Me too. It's like, oh, shit, this does work. I, and I, I like some of the... I like some of the stuff like man we'll have to talk about this when we're not, when we're not on air but um I like they go they go to a certain place with certain characters and I'm like man I like the place that they're at and then they'll push it slightly further and I go no that's that's too far you've gone too far with that <laughs> it's so redacted <laughs> I know yeah, it's so redacted but it's like uh, do we get to a point and it's like that's really cool um that they're doing that and I'm like that's a really like great character decisions great totally. for, great for those characters and then they'll go and this and i'm like i don't that's too far you've 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 suspended my disbelief too far yeah no, you're you pushing it and i'm yeah. like, and I, I'm, I'm i'm rejecting it i don't want it sadly i found some of the cameos felt a bit gimmicky i know yeah. you didn't feel that way so mm, yeah yeah it was uh, almost like do you know what it was like it wasn't the script wasn't sculpted enough in my opinion mm-hmm. To have a reason for those characters to be there. Yeah. They're just there because they're mainstays of the franchise. I agree. There are definitely elements in that where it's like, and this character, and and then there are other things where people will show up or things will happen. And this guy. Yeah, people will happen. It's like, remember him? Remember this guy. And it's like, look at this big epic moment where people are doing this thing and you're like, I need more. You need to give me more, more context, more like, context for this. And see, this is the thing. What, like, especially even I, I will say, I don't think this is this is not a spoiler, but mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams, yeah. uh, Lando. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, I didn't think how they wrote him into the movie yeah. worked for me. I totally could see how they could make it work, mm-hmm. but the way they did it for me felt like a gimmick. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like because everyone knows he's in it. Like he's yeah. he's all over the posters, the trailers, and all like that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it worked. But I could totally see how they could make it work. And mm-hmm. I feel like a fan like yourself or some mega fan, you could sit down with them and go, how could, how would you work Billy yeah. D. Williams? How could you how would you work Lando into this movie? Yeah. And they're like, oh, blah, 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 this, this, this. And I bet yeah. you could you could really just take loads of different people's opinions mm-hmm. and fine-tune a great reason for him in the movie. Yeah, I felt like he was in the movie because he was in the original trilogy. And when I was watching it, I was like, that's... He's in there because that's the only reason. You know, I, I seen. I actually might have to watch it again because you you make a good point with the Lando character. I enjoyed all of Lando's scenes. I liked everything he did. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Uh, again, again, I like. He's another character in the movie where I'm like, I like where he's at, and then they push it one further, and I go, that's that's too far. You know. Okay. Um, I think the movie does that all the time. But uh, yeah, I would, I would like to. Oh my god, is this the entire? Oh, the entire plot synopsis is on. Of course, it's, it, it's out a few days now. Jesus. Um, hmm. I, why I actually went down here is because I wanted to see the budget because oh, the right. CGI I think is excellent. It's phenomenal. I love JJ Abrams' eye. Yeah, his visual eye. Like, of course, we just talked about the scene where they're, mm-hmm. they're fighting on top of that ship and the water's crashing. Yeah, uh, and it's we in were, the trailer. Yeah, it's in the trailer. So yeah, yeah. it's actually on the poster now. Yeah. The, new, the latest poster that they put out, which yes. is a fantastic poster. All the posters for this movie, as with so all, good. as with all Star Wars movies, the posters kill it. Every I want to give a shout out to Poster Posse. Yeah, they are um, they are crushing it in they the poster are. world, they the really movie do. poster world, and they've done a few now. They have done Joker. I've actually shared loads of their posters on on, on our, our Instagram, Instagram yeah. on our stories, and just on posts as well. Yeah. yeah. Check them out. Check them out. Check out our Instagram. Yeah, do that, please. Um, yeah, so it's saying it. 
the budget was between 250 to 300 million and you see that on the screen yeah uh, you see that budget yeah you do it, it's everywhere now I don't know if it's as good as um as the as the CGI in Endgame I feel like Endgame has stronger CGI all around you know I would say I view Star Wars as an easier job yeah. CGI wise yeah because Thanos is like the main character almost yeah. of, of the last two films yeah. uh, the last two Avengers um Infinity War and Infinity Endgame. War Jesus yeah. I, was, I was forgetting Infinity War I was yeah. like what was the name of that again um, where this they don't really have that many fully CGI characters mm. that are mainstays on the screen I love the practical effects though all the practical effects in this movie are great yeah, yeah. No, oh totally and they mm. look great like mm. yeah they always look they, great they do but yeah I think Endgame in terms of CGI and like visual spectacle I think it does a better job like, the use of Ray's theme yeah music wise in this mm-hmm. Is magical. You're big for your music, so. Oh, John yeah. Williams is so good. Yeah. This is his last Star Wars. It's sad. Isn't it, it is sad, but at the same time, it's right. It is right. Another person that from the original trilogy, they're killing off. <laughs> they're killing in this off. Trilogy. Hey man, time's about to kill this guy off. He is all. He yeah. looks well though. He does. And his mind is so intact because the music is. It's always so good. Mm-hmm. It's. The- at one stage, they just play the Star Wars theme, and and it's 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 great. They use Ray's theme so many mm-hmm. different times in the movie, and yeah. it's always like a new variation. Yeah. And oh my god, I had such a music boner mm-hmm. through the, throughout the whole movie. Yeah. He's just so good. I love. I yeah. I think it's the best franchise he's ever worked in. I'd agree. Yeah. You know, and he's worked in so many, like Indiana Jones as well, mm. or even ET. I know it's not really a franchise, but it's just no. so widely known. And, but he's got a hand in Jaws as well, yeah, like that. Yeah. So many famous themes, mm-hmm. but this is my favorite. Definitely. Um. All right. Is that enough? Rise of Skywalker talk. Um, I, th- I think so. Would we recommend people go see it? They have to see it. Yeah. I think you have to see it. Yeah, me too. I think. I think if you were hurt by, uh. Last Jedi, go see it. You know, I think everyone should just see it anyway. Yeah. Oh, actually, before we move away from this, mm-hmm. let's talk about the box office because oh yeah, it's not looking great. No, now, like we're talking, touching a billion is not great. Yeah, yeah, which it, is weird. It, it's, it's, it's well, I mean, when Force Awakens makes two billion, you know, Force Awakens made two billion. This was the the first movie. Since Titanic, by the way, Titanic didn't even make two billion. It was a re-release that pushed it over to two billion yeah. point. So when this came out, it was just Avatar, mm-hmm. and then and then Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I don't, I don't see Titanic making. It was this. It's 3D re-release is did, what pushed it over a billion. Did you see? Uh, James Cameron said that Avatar two and three will beat Avengers Endgame in the box office do you know what it also said no I, no he was saying that but then when I looked into it mm-hmm. I don't know if he was exactly making that point was he because he was saying that the first Avatar if it had another re-release oh it would would overtake oh. Endgame and it definitely could because yeah. they're very close I don't know if people would see Avatar again do you want to see Avatar again oh I've been chomping at the bit oh to see God. it again I've never he loves Avatar. Oh, he loves it so much that he just spent like a decade, decade writing. Who else loves Avatar? Have you ever gone up to anyone and they've been like, my favorite film, Avatar? I've spoken to some people who mm-hmm. love Avatar. Really? And they're people who I would not speak 
two about movies. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you get me. Okay. That's they're kind of like the people where I'm, they're like, isn't Avatar great? I feel like they're just reading off a script of one of the trailers. Yeah. You know, when it comes up, spellbinding. <laughs> you know, yeah. Total Film says, I must see. Yeah, definitely not and then a remake like, of Pocahontas. I found it spellbinding. Yeah. I found it a must see film. <laughs> Uplifting. James Cameron says, film of the year. <laughs> you know, I feel like they're yeah. just regurgitating all those facts that were in the trailers. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Uh, it's just uh don't like it let's get back to this franchise before we talk more about avatar yes so oh yeah so as we're recording this yeah. as we're filming and yeah recording it we have friday's box office results mm-hmm. for uh, the rise of skywalker yeah it made 90 million mm-hmm. now 90 million is amazing for most films it's not so amazing for a Star Wars movie. No. Because we can see The Force Awakens, we have it up here, The Force Awakens on Friday made 119 million. Crazy. That's one day. Yeah. Now that does include uh, previews, midnight previews and all like that. Okay. And some of those previews start a bit earlier than midnight, mm-hmm. you know, in certain theatres and all yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, The Force Awakens made 119 mm-hmm. million. The Last Jedi on Friday made 104 million. Holy shit. So now when you think about it, the Rise of Skywalker made 90 million on mm-hmm. Friday. So it really is diminishing returns. It's, diminishing it's returns. declining. Yeah. And it just... Oh, yeah. So I wish I should say that the estimate now is 190 to 195 million for the whole weekend. Mm. Now, so let's just go with the higher one. Let's yeah. go with 195. Let's round it up. And so, on a budget of 300 million. Yeah. We should 250 say. to 300 million. Probably 300 probably million. Probably 300 million. I would lean yeah. towards 300 million. Yeah. So 195, it's still going to make money, by the way. It's still going to make bread. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And merchandise and all like that. Yeah. But still, so if it, cost, if it made 195 million this mm-hmm. weekend, The Last Jedi made 220 million. So mm. 25 million more. Yeah. And The Force Awakens made 247 million on the weekend. So 20, 27. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that, that would be nearly, that's over 50 million. Oh, yeah, 50 more. million more. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah. So essentially, what I'm trying to say is The Force Awakens is made around 50 million more than mm-hmm. what The Rise of Skywalker makes yeah. in this Force weekend. Now, if you like, if you told someone coming out of The Force Awakens that, hey, listen, the third film in this new trilogy, it's going to be the worst performing at the box office of all of them. Yeah, and we should actually summarize this whole point is yeah. that it might not make a billion. It might not make a billion. And if it does, it's going to just tip it's it. It's going to just tip it. Uh, we made predictions before this, and I'm willing to say them on air. I said 890 million. That's, you you still standing behind that number? It. I'm going to stick by it because um, I hate to say it, but the love of Star Wars is there, there's a there's a dark the dark side is taking over. There's it's a, declining. It's declining, and there's a real a real lack of fan support at yes. the moment. Now we all we've been like really harping on about um the the last Jedi. Yeah, but also Solo. Definitely made an impact totally. as well, a negative yeah. impact. Like yeah. Solo, it totally bombed. When the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, has to c- comes out and is willing to go as far as to say that yeah, maybe we did some damage to the brand, you that means that the brand is seriously damaged. Yeah. And I and I think when this movie, do, if this movie doesn't hit a billion, it shows that they have done arguably irreparable damage to the Star Wars franchise, to the Star Wars brand as totally. a whole. And you got to keep in mind, mm. this is an episode. Like this is the main episodic canon. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a huge. This deal. is a, a numbered episode. Mm-hmm. This you movie. Know? This movie should have made back its budget in its opening weekend. 
you know, yeah. for the third film in the in the whole saga mm-hmm. of, of, and it's the main one. Like this movie should have been huge weekend box office. So this is the main episodic canon, mm-hmm. and it's the Skywalker, the Skywalker saga ending. They put fucking Skywalker in the name. In you the know? name, yeah. And it might might touch a billion. Might touch a billion, yeah. Like it's not a definite. Last yeah. anyone who's been watching these in series, mm-hmm. the, uh, straight to series. Yeah. Anyone who's been watching these or listening to these podcasts, mm-hmm. we last week we were like, well. You know, another billion for Disney? Yeah, another billion. Sure thing. Sure thing. Back in the net. Apparently not. Apparently not. And it's not doing well in China. Now, none of them do well in China, but this is doing extremely unwell in China. Exceptionally bad. I've got the numbers here on my phone yeah. because it it shook me. Yeah. Shooketh. I was, he I was shooked. If you feel I quite was shaken. Shaken. Oh, not stirred though. Mm-hmm. Get a double seven. We got pop one goes for we anyone who's goes. listening. I uh, I got to the chief one because he has the rope that he whacks James Bond in the balls with. Scratches his balls. Scratches his balls. Little to the left. Yeah. Love that <laughs> Great scene. scene. Sadly, the James Bond is not naked and in a chair with his balls sack dangling. Not. Sadly not. But I thought, you know. Got the old grandfather clock thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the ball sack. Sadly, um, sadly not. But look, they're a pair. And I, yeah. I got them together. Get this though. Okay, mm-hmm. get this. So... The, the Rise of Skywalker earned 2.2 million in yep. China on Friday. Mm-hmm. 2.2 million. Bad. On Friday. And 5.87 million across its first two days of release. And at the moment, it's predicted that its whole theatrical run in China will probably make around 18 million. Yeah. Now, okay, let's give something to compare that to. Mm-hmm. The Force Awakened. The For- Force Awakens opened to 52 million. Yeah. In China, yeah, and ended up with one hundred and one hundred twenty-six million. Mm-hmm. So its overall box office run in China, The Force Awakens made one hundred and twenty-six million. Yeah. They're saying The Rise of Skywalker might make eighteen million, which is just insane. Rounded up to twenty million. Yeah, still terribly insane. Terrible. And okay, let's see. Uh, Rogue La- One opened to thirty million mm-hmm. in China. Yeah, and it finished with sixty-nine million. So that, that that's a lot less. Yeah. But still, sixty-nine million. That's Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Which that's is not the, of the main episodic canon. Yeah. And let's see. Does it ha- oh yeah, I have the Last Jedi open to twenty-eight million. Mm-hmm. So in its weekend in China, the Last Jedi made what probably more than what the, the Rise, the Rise of Skywalker of... make in its overall run in China, which is insane. And it ended with this is pretty bad. It ended with forty-two million. Mm-hmm. How many good Star Wars movies have come out since the new trilogy? Would you say? Okay, Force Awakens I, and Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. Well, good, good is is middle of the road. Like mm-hmm. I think the Rise of Skywalker is okay. I, like, I, I, you, you enjoyed it. I put those. I'd say Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um. So I, Solo is bad. Solo is bad. Last Jedi is bad. Last Jedi is bad. Yeah, and I know people like the Last Jedi, but um, I've I've I just think. The, the more you think about that movie, the less it holds up. Yes. There's there's so many things. Mm-hmm. There's so many things. And I, w- I was saying to you before we filmed this podcast mm-hmm. or recorded it. Yeah. Um, that loads of people, loads of reviewers are, are giving out that the Rise of Skywalker doesn't respect the foundations that The Last Jedi built. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because... The Last Jedi... Doesn't respect the foundations that The Force Awakens made. No. 
The first movie. The first movie. The real foundations. Yeah. You can't have two sets of foundations. Oh, wow. So you're saying that this movie, uh, the third movie, respects the original foundations, but not the new foundations. Well, can you blame them? You know? Consider it's like the X Men movies, you know? They pick and choose the timeline. Know, this is yeah. this is this this actually happened, but this movie didn't happen, you know? For yeah. this movie we're picking and choosing mm-hmm. uh what we're gonna address, you know? That's like can you imagine the MCU going, Oh, Tour Two, the Dark World just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. Just didn't happen because not many people liked it. Not many people like it, didn't so happen. they didn't do it. Sure they still they hold up uh, they still respect the incredible Hulk. Yeah, exactly. With Will- a different actor. William Hurt. Yeah, William Hart's still in it. Yeah, even though Edward Norton's gone. Edward Norton's gone. They still managed to respect it and keep it in. I mean, the movie's never mentioned again. No. Tim Blake Nelson will never return <laughs> as the leader, which is what he should return as. But yeah. look, um, yeah, that's enough Rise of okay. Skywalker because we've spoken about it for so long now. Um, go see it, I would say. Since we were talking about box office, yeah. will we do our year in review? Yes, we're going to do our year in review. Box office bombs and hits. And hits, yeah. yes. So this is the Ian section of the podcast. Well, no, no. It's a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation, of course, but this is Ian's Shut up, I'm talking now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got aggressive there. You, you know how I am with my numbers. I do. I know how you are, Rain Man. <laughs> uh, Screw you. Yeah. I'm just trying to find where oh, the box office mojo weekend estimates for Rise of Skywalker just came up there oh yeah well yeah. we already ran through them though it would be the them. same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Um, yes. oh yeah so I want to look at the worldwide so will we? St- what would you like to start with the, the bottom of the bucket or the tippity top we've already talked a bit about the tippity top so we might as well finish our thoughts on that and then sure. go to the bottom of the bottom and actually this can relate to the Rise of Skywalker as well mm-hmm. my most successful film financially of the year mm-hmm. is Joker. Yeah, I'd agree. 100%. Now, a lot of people could come at me and say, Endgame, how can you not say the biggest movie of the entire made year? Most, made most money, most successful, end of. Yeah. Yeah. Endgame was always going to make that. In fact, mm-hmm. we predicted it would make more. Yeah, we did. It was Endgame. Yeah, exactly. It was It was the MCU, Tibbity Top, yeah. Golden Goose. Yeah. It was always going to make a lot of money. Totally. Joker, on the other hand, if anything, all the restrictions should have it should have made less. Should have made far less money. And with the budget as well, I think Joker is the most successful movie Mm -hmm. of the year, like hands down. Totally. And I we we can go into reasons why, but what's funny is if the Rise of Skywalker doesn't make a billion, Mm -hmm. that means the psychotic clown that is Joker made more money. Than the end of the Skywalker saga. Insane, insane. Now talk. You're talking about predictions. If, I know. If, when the Force Awakens makes two billion, and you said, "Oh, you know that a Joker solo movie that's yeah. R-rated, yeah, is gonna make more money than Rise of Skywalker." Now it's not a given. No. But what's scary is they're they're in the same league. Yeah. When they're, it comes to box office returns, it's crazy. Like, it, it. I don't know how you can look at the box office this year and not be like man Joker fucking crushed it like destroyed and to think of when we were saying Force Awakens compared to the Rise of Skywalker Mm -hmm. if it just tips a billion that's half half what the Rise uh, of what Force Force Awakens Awakens made made. yeah that's scary whereas the Joker is like 
Yeah, it had no reason being as successful as it was. No, it has no business making a billion. No. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? It's what a comic doing? book movie, but it's you not. overachieving bastard. Yeah, you've overachieved. And it. you know what? It's... it's I'm, we've talked about it before, but it's probably sending people in DC and Warner Brothers into a complete they don't know disarray. What, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're it, like Aquaman was supposed to make a billion. Yeah, not Joker. Not what Joker. the fuck are you doing? What is going on? Like, it's it's interesting. It's um, Todd Phillips is buying a golden car. Yeah, I just I don't. He's know in what... talks with the Hangover Four. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. Um, I'd watch it after this and we get get really into Alan's like inner turmoil and everything. Oh yeah. It just turns into baskets. And and Joker sequel doesn't happen, so he takes elements of that and puts it onto yeah, Alan's exactly. character. Exactly. That's what I'd like to see anyway. Yeah. So will we talk about the restrictions that it had? Yeah. Yeah. Because like it, it's just it this should be contained to like a five hundred million max. Like that should be the ceiling. Well, number one restriction R rated. R rated. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. So if you're not, what, is it 18s in America? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not over 18, you can't see it. Yeah. So that's a big... Rated R for rated restricted. R. Restricted. And the R. box office should be restricted then. Yes, exactly. So, so that's a notch against it. First movie to make a billion. Mm-hmm. That's all rated. Yeah. So second thing is, it's not 3D. Not 3D. No premium price tickets. No. Which, of course, The Rise of Skywalker has. Yeah. And yeah. any other movie, like The Endgame and all like that. Would have. Now, it was released in IMAX... So it does have some premium price tickets, but not the 3D. No. Because loads of people don't see it in IMAX, but we'll still see it in 3D. Yeah. So it's restricted again. Mm-hmm. It's budget. It was estimated 55 to 70 million, and its marketing budget was 120, 120 million. Mm-hmm. So that's a big restriction as well. Yeah. So it's even contained more. But the I think the biggest one, even though The Rise of Skywalker, it makes no difference to that, is that it wasn't released in China. Yeah, wasn't even released in China, and it's made one billion. It's made exact one billion and sixty million. Like that's crazy. All those restrictions. That's why I mm. think that this is the overachiever of the year. Absolutely. No, I'm not just saying because I love the movie because I really, really did enjoy yeah. the movie, but it just shouldn't make that. It just is. Like you look at you look at box office successes this year, and that is, that is the only one that stands out properly to yeah. me. Now, the biggest surprise of the year could be if The Rise of Skywalker doesn't make a billion. Yeah. Because that's just scary. Well, I still think Joker, actually, I think that's still a bigger no. surprise. Like, no one expected this no. sort of su- success. No. If this million, if this film made 300 million, it would be deemed a success. Yeah, totally. And now, like, look at it. It's like, a billion dollar hell? franchise. And then there are other, like, elements working against it that, like, you didn't even mention, like, there's all the controversy. And now people would argue that that stirs up buzz about a movie. Yeah, it, it ended up doing that, but it, it could yeah, have done the opposite. Could have done the opposite. In this um, triggered society we live in. Yeah, yes, exactly. People triggered by the movie, you know. People, before it came out. Before it even came out, trying to boycott it and everything. Saying it was going to inspire re- real world violence. Real world violence. And that was going to depict a villain as a hero. Yeah. Which it didn't. It's a DC movie. A tainted brand. A tainted brand indeed. Now they're on the comeback trail. They're on the comeback trail. But Aquaman... Aquaman wasn't a great movie. No. That was a surprise in, in many ways it as was, well. It was a popular movie. It wasn't a good one. It's budget though translated yeah, in many ways. Totally. Where this is why like the fact that this has cost like 70 million max to mm-hmm. make. It's it scary that it made It's like an art house film. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's made 1 billion. Also, the Hangover director made it. Yeah, 
Like you know, it just doesn't make sense in that way. Mm-hmm. Even though he is actually a fantastic director, and we yeah. always talk about the movie that he made before this, War Dogs. War Dogs. Mm-hmm. I always forget the name of it. I had it in my head already. And I'm about to go. People should have went to see that movie. I can't even remember the name. Of it. <laughs> People should watch the movie. It's uh, it's great. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's staggering how well Joker has done. It's so it did so well that DC are restructuring movies that are already in. Uh, post-production yeah making them R-rated and Birds of Prey by the way a little snippet of the news there's only been news you'll mm-hmm. get is that it is now officially listed as R-rated on IMDB oh wow so this it was already made mm-hmm. and because of the success of Joker they're like oh actually now it's going to be R-rated do you think in Birds of Prey we're going to get uh, now that it's R-rated the scene where uh, Ewan McGregor sneaks off with Mary Elizabeth Winsett to have uh, outside marital sex with her uh, that'd be worth the price of admission yeah I'd go see it and it's, just, yeah. it's literally just the two like it's the actors like they just cut away from the movie yeah. which will mm, has a chance of being bad and it's just all their <laughs> antics where they're like sneaking around and they're like you're following their love story <laughs> and everything and they're just like oh you know I'm oh, in oh yeah my wife my wife she's she's wondering where I am and she's like it's okay it's okay shh, shh. we're in love and then and then you know they're off and they're just doing love thing. that's what I want to see that's what I want to anyway, see now <laughs> I want to I want to know if they have chemistry as well yeah oh, Oh yeah, they're probably not even supposed to have any chemistry, and they're yeah. just like, "Why, why are you giving each other the fuck me eyes?" Yeah, and why am I into it? Oh, so into it's it. It's like Poe in every scene with any person. He's like, it's like, wait, is he about to fuck this person? Is it Oscar? Is it just Oscar Isaac, or is it Poe the character? I think it's Oscar Isaac. I'd like to think it's both. Yeah, me too. I like the idea that Poe, every time he walks into a room, it's like, dude, is he gonna? Is he trying to? Is he looking to fuck me? Do you know I'm a pilot? Do you know I'm a pilot? I'm an ace pilot. Joe, he's wearing my jacket. Yeah, he's wearing my jacket. That's a nice jacket. That's where you got... That is a nice jacket. We should get that jacket. Hell yeah. Yeah. And Well, we won't cut the sleeves off. Yeah, and I'll just look like a sap in it. (laughs) I'll stick it. I think it's really cool, and then I just... I can't can't pull it off. Mine won't fit me very well, because I'm fat. (laughs) That's why. Did you like that uh, the guy from Heroes is the new Porkins? Like he was fat in the Force Awakens, and now he's even bigger. <laughs> yeah. He's like in the X-wing like this. This isn't a spoiler. Collecting mass. Collecting mass. He's just huge. <laughs> I would recommend, by the way, and my dad pointed this out to me when we went to see it. Don't look at the IMDb and who's in this movie because there's loads of spoilers because mm. the full IMDb IMDb list is out. Is it so? Like loads of the cameos. Yes. Ah. So don't look at it before you go. Totally. Because uh, it, it'll be a better experience for you. If oh, one hundred percent. Um. Um. So. So we said the biggest success is Joker. Yeah. Let's go down to the bottom, the other end of that spectrum. Yeah. Down the bottom of the bin. And the biggest bomb is, again, much like this list, not necessarily the movie that made the least money this year. Yes, but it relates so well to Joker. It does. It's another comic book movie. Mm -hmm. It's another established character. Mm -hmm. It's another R-rated movie. It's another R-rated movie. Mm -hmm. And it had a lot of buzz about it. It did. At one point. It did. It's got a talented actors and team behind it. Another parallel is the main actor mm-hmm. it was like a 100% applause from mm-hmm. all the fans go yeah. perfect perfect yeah perfect walking yeah. phoenix's joker perfect yeah. well david harbour as hellboy as hellboy was perfect mm-hmm. and why we've, we're still talking without me telling you the numbers mm-hmm. is because i'm still scrolling, scrolling down the list down, trying to find it um, and oh, there, there we was. go 93 on the rankings um hellboy made 44 44 million total now it was on a 50 million budget Mm -hmm. and that's not including marketing not including marketing so 
75 to 100 million I say it needed yeah I say it like for it to even break even mm. over 100 million it yeah. needed to make yeah and it didn't even make back its initial budget yeah it's bad and here like let look it made 21 million in America that's crazy that's so bad it's terrible like we're talking about the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. making 90 million on Friday and how that's not good yeah <laughs> now I know I know it's 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 different the budget's not like that but yeah. still it made 21 million in its overall run in America Hellboy is an established franchise in both movies and comic books and pop culture and totally. you know, and you know I don't think people who like Hellboy uh, or saw the Ron Perlman movies are going to be like oh it's not Ron Perlman why would I go see it I don't think it's like that I think I like Hellboy I go see the movie I thought there was a, everyone seemed to love that David Harbour yeah. was in it there was so many good vibes towards David Harbour yeah. I thought well this was clearly going to make at least 200 million yeah. and it's a great it's just it's a great example of how an R-rated comic book movie can make the studio sink yeah. oh there's no money in that mm-hmm. and then you have literally the opposite Joker yeah. like just overachieving Killing it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's an interesting parallel, you know, to look at the two. It has all the right elements mm-hmm. to make a lot of money. And, and just, I'm not talking a billion. I'm talking 200 million onwards. Yeah. And it just hasn't, which is crazy. It bombed. And, of course, critically, it bombed as well. Mm-hmm. People love that Ian McShane was yeah. hired in it as well. Yeah. Ian McShane and David Harbour, it was just like... There Mila was no Jovovich. One, yeah, as yeah. The, the, the bad woman. I yeah. don't know her name in it. Neither do I. Didn't see it. I read a review, uh, a review, an interview with her lately yeah. saying that all her, her her greatest movies got bad reviews. So oh. she thinks this will become a cult classic, like some of the Resident Evil. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What about Fifth Element? Fifth Element, that didn't get great reviews either. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I quite enjoy it too. I only yeah. watched it recently. Luke you know? Beeson, isn't it? Yeah, Luke Beeson. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Lucy, Lucy and um, Valerian. Valerian yeah, yeah. Another, box office bomb. another box office bomb yeah um so sadly yeah Hellboy Hellboy um you know Ian Ian found these out and it's interesting in this year that we have two movies that are so similar and yet so different yeah in terms of their reception it and just shows quality does make a difference yeah. now I know you might cite James uh, James uh, Michael Bay Michael Bay as like breaking that mold yeah like it took it took what five Transformer movies before people stopped showing up yeah but st- like it yeah Hellboy had everything going for it and it just didn't deliver like the most popular genre right now yeah is comic the comic book, book genre it's literally during the comic book movie renaissance yes like at, at, at its peak literally Endgame happened this year we are at peak comic book movie right now and Arguably, it's all downhill after this. Yes. And now Hellboy can't can't break a hundred million. The same year that a comic book movie became the biggest movie of all time. Hellboy couldn't make its initial budget back. Budget back, not not even including marketing. Not even including mar- actor no. salaries. Yeah. Like this, it bombed hard. It did. It did. So anyway, fingers crossed for David Harbour's next comic book movie, Black Widow. We should even talk about David Harbour yeah. coming off the goodwill from the Stranger Things yeah. fans. Like Stranger Things is one of Netflix's biggest TV series. It's one. It's one of. The, it was one of the top top uh, twenty stream shows this year. Netflix had nineteen of the top stream shows in twenty nineteen. Of the top twenty. Of the top twenty, yeah, nineteen of the top twenty. The only one that was uh, uh, that was from another place was Handmaid's Tale. Other than that, it was all Netflix That's shows. Bad, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. What a year for Netflix. I know. And yeah, so the just the fans of the comic book Hellboy mm-hmm. and the fans of Stranger Things mm-hmm. obviously didn't even show up. No. 
to no make Hellboy somewhat a success. And I mean, there are other worse box office bombs. Like we're talking about um, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's uh, Angels. Yeah. No, actually, Charlie's Angels is not worse. Isn't it done no, better? It's done slightly better. It oh, made okay. at least its production budget back. Okay. But Charlie's Angels is a, is a bad one still mm-hmm. though. Like Charlie's Angels, it's it's on fifty seven million. I think it may, it cost fifty eight million to make, but it, it it most likely will make back its production budget. But okay. it's like look seventy million in America. Yeah, that's, like, that's bad. so bad as well. And we just discovered that Jasmine from Aladdin is one of the angels. Yeah, so in other words, that same actress was in a billion dollar movie. And then Charlie as one of the main actors as well. Yeah, the main role. Or, sorry. Oh, excuse me. One of the main roles in the movie. And, uh, oh, it's crazy. So she's in one of the biggest, the most success, one of the most successful films of the year. And, and then, then she was in one of the least <laughs> successful films of the year. And then she was in Charlie's Angels. Talk about a mixed bag. I know. Can we go down and see what did worse than Hellboy? Because there's our there are sure. a few. There's some of these movies though were never expected to make that much money. No, that's true. That's is, the thing. Is, now Stuber. Mm-hmm. Or Brightburn. Million. Brightburn was probably expected to do better than it did. But Brightburn now costs like something like twelve million to make yeah. or eighteen million. Booksmart. Booksmart. That had a lot of buzz about it and it's meant to be a really good film. Twenty four million, look. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. 23 No, Jojo Rabbit Now do you think It has something to do With the fact that It's centred around An imaginary Nazi I don't I, I, no? I, I don't think so I actually think It's to do with um, People like Taika Waititi Big time And you know They buy into A lot of his Like I, They buy into A lot of the crazier Elements of it By being like It's actually really funny Because there was Kind of a tentative Thing around Jojo Rabbit Where it's like Oh it's you know, it's 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 pretty good, but it's not great. Yeah, I think people were like, "Oh, well, maybe I won't go and see it." Is it now owned by Disney as well? So my, the whole Nazi thing might not have got a push. Oh, maybe. I think it's owned by Disney now. Uh, is it a Fox Searchlight movie? I think so. I think it is. Actually, yeah. I'll I'll look that up real quickly. While while you're looking that up, I'm gonna get into what we thought was our the biggest upset of the year, our biggest bomb that we that we genuinely feel um that. Has hurt us personally. Uh, hang on, we got Fox Searchlight pictures. Fox Searchlight, yeah. yeah. So Disney now own Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And they've already got ties to anti-Semitism. Yeah, they don't need the nasty <laughs> Let's not connection. Let's regurgitate those old feelings, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. We're, but oh, can you imagine like the headlines of a uh, oh another pro-Nazi or yeah. pro-anti-Semitism? Another pro, another anti-Semitic Disney outing yeah. here. Even though it's it's not pro at all, it's no. complete opposite. I really want to watch it. Me too. Yeah, but I. It's won't. only coming out over here now, though. You know, know. so we'll be in the cinema, so you you could go see. I might it. go see it over Christmas. Yeah. Nothing else to do over Christmas. For like the American audience, it'd be like such a, a late review. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, it's, it's coming out on DVD over here, guys. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're, we're, we're working on it, okay? Yeah. I mean, I like everyone in it. That's the oh, other totally. issue. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so as I was saying, we're going to get into a movie we thought should have done better and are actually really disappointed by is Dr. Sleep. You know? Oh, it hurts. It does. It hurts. And you, you were telling me that there's going to be a three-hour uncut director's well, Direct- like, yeah, sorry. director's cut. Director's cut that's coming to DVDs, which I'd be super interested in oh, seeing. Super interested in seeing. Yeah, yeah it, it really. I, I seventy something it made. Yeah, it was just there. Yeah, seventy seventy one million. I'm blind. I cannot see that. Uh, just oh yeah, there it is. Seventy one million. After, yeah, I see. Yeah. It, I see. I am um, seventy one million. Oh, it's it's such a shame it because like, The Shining, The mm. Shining is just cemented in pop culture. One of the greatest movies ever made arguably people would say I would argue know? that myself yeah. I'm such a big fan and by the way 
Let's we, plug her. Yeah. Uh, we made it an episode dedicated to The Shining. Go watch it. I'm going to turn this heater off. Yeah, it's very warm in here. I'm cooking. Yeah, I'm cooking. Okay, it's off. Uh, yeah, sadly, Dr. Sleep, that was one of the ones that hurt. Mm-hmm. It really hurt. Yeah, it hurt me too. I thought it was going to make a lot more. I thought it was... Yeah, I just wish it did because... I enjoyed it. You Do know? you ever feel though, like sometimes you're too attached to it personally mm. that you can't see the forest for the trees? Totally. You're like, well, everyone's going to want to see this. Totally. I feel that whenever I talk about Star Wars, whenever I talk about the rise of Skywalker and someone asks me, what do you think of it? I'm, I'm always tentative. Oh, you know? oh yeah. Cause you're like, yeah. Cause you're like, I, I mean, I, I liked it, but I don't know. I don't know whether it's good, you know? know yeah, totally. What were you going to say? No, no, I forget. Oh, okay. it's cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That, that's my biggest letdown. Yeah, that's my that's our straight to series' biggest letdown this year is Doctor Sleep. Not and for, I would say when it comes out on, on Blu-ray. Check it out. Or if it's streaming on Netflix in America or wherever, yeah. honestly, it's not a letdown. I no. think it's really well made. It's well worth a watch. It's um, actually one of my favourite movies of the year. Yeah. It wouldn't now if in the top ten it would barely make the top ten. Mm-hmm. But still it's up saying there. something. It's up there. And, and uh, a worthy sequel. Oh I I would say a worthy sequel, yeah. And in it, you know, a sequel not done by the same director or team or anything like that yeah. trying to make a sequel to one of the biggest movies ever or there's a not lot of, biggest but best movies yeah, ever you can, you can feel the details like there's yeah. there's a lot of attention to details there's which a lot I, of, I respect and a lot I enjoy a love and care put into yeah. it so um, yeah definitely when it comes out in DVD when the extended cut uncut director's thing whatever comes <laughs> director's out <cut. laughs> director's whatever comes out um, check it out uh, so what else happened this year that was disappointing because we should finish off the disappointing things and then maybe get into some more positive things so two darks two franchises that had dark in their name failed this year dark phoenix does anyone remember that that happened this year that happened this year yeah completely forgot that speaking of sagas that were ending sagas ending the fox part of X-Men because MCU is about to take it Marvel and Disney are going to run with X-Men eventually I brought up X-Men earlier in this podcast and only when I looked at my notes did I remember to talk about Dark Phoenix so that tells you how how much that franchise has fallen in my favour I guess and Dark Phoenix cost 200 million to make and it barely made 250 now when you think of how much you would have put into um, marketing yeah and there's so many big actors in that as mm-hmm. well a lot of egos uh, and a lot of Jennifer Lawrence is almost in it totally totally she's almost in it she, she al- almost acts in it she almost acts in it yeah uh, and I, I love Jennifer Lawrence but she does not want to be there no she does not and she doesn't mind anyone knowing that either where Michael Fassbender gives a great performance again Michael Fassbender James McAvoy Oh, the two best actors, I would say, in that, in I, the I, new series. Totally. And they're just looking at script going, fuck fucking sake. Hell. Is this what I have to work well, with? Well, I guess I'll act my heart out anyway. I'll act my heart out and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it my all. And it's like, thank you. That's why those guys will get hired constantly. Totally. Where Jennifer Lawrence is the kid in the roll call and yeah. all your, here. Here. Like, wait, was, I said Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah, here. Is she? Is she here? Is she here? Is she really here? She's no. She, it's understandable at the same time. She's yeah. probably so frustrated. Just be like, she hates the makeup. Why did I sign that she, contract? The series isn't great. You know, I get it, but at the same time, it would have been nice if the actors in it, I felt, were giving it their all. And one hundred percent, James McAvoy and Michael, Michael Fassbender, Fassbender tried to piece together a mm-hmm. shitty script, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't do it. And then when it then to move on to the other dark don't don't put dark in your title that's what we've learned yeah. this year dark fate 
Dark Fate, and I would say it's it's undeserved to to yeah. a degree, but I, at the same time, uh, what do you expect? Yeah, it's the best Terminator sequel, as you said in a yeah. while. But uh, we had said this before. Fool me once. Yeah. Fool me twice. Fool me three, three times. times. Fool me. F- would this be the fourth? I don't know. Well, let's say Terminator Three was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Then it was Terminator Salvation, which I like, but I haven't watched in a while. It's, mm, I know it's bad. Pretty bad. I know it's bad, but I, I, in my head, I like. It. Okay, moving on. Terminator <laughs> Gen- Jenny Weiss's. Jenny Weiss's not great at all. No. And then Terminator Dark Fate. So the fourth. So it, I think people are like, okay, we get it. You're making bad yeah. Terminator movies. Yeah. We're not going to show up. And then me, uh, my lonesome self, well, <sighs> me and my friend were like nearly the only two people in the cinema. Yeah. We're like, hey, this isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And no I was one re- saw ready it. to pull the trigger on the on it. Oh, fuck this like, movie. It's terrible. This franchise is dead. And it's like, oh, I'd actually I'd watch more of this. I'd actually watch a sequel, yeah. which is yeah. never getting crazy. And then fucking hell, I was just looking at this. Other movies that came out this year, like Shazam came out this year, a movie that was really enjoyed. Uh, us, the two of us, really enjoyed that movie. Really enjoyed Deserves it. Deserves another watch, I think, before we fully sink our teeth into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want to know how good it is with yeah. another watch. I mean, it's obviously no Get Out, because Get Out is one of the, uh, just a masterpiece of a film. Pop culture and mm-hmm. socially, it's so relevant. Yeah, it's, totally. It still is. It's permeated into the pop culture, whereas yeah. Us obviously hasn't had the same effect, but still a really good film that I thoroughly enjoyed. Men in Black International happened. Did it? It came and it went. Did it? You know, starring Tessa Thompson and Chris Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Jesus. Uh, I was like, where's he going with that? I don't know. It's it's, yeah. it's for, clearly for, Thor. For some reason, I was thinking Chris Rear, but it obviously wasn't Chris <laughs> Rear in the uh, Glass. Also came out. I want to say Men in Black International is so bad. I really dislike Tessa Thompson in it, mm. and she is so likable. I love her in the Creed movies, and I love her as Valkyrie. Yeah, and I was like. Uh, mm. I can't stand this actress in yeah. this movie. It, well, I can't stand the actor, uh, the the character. Mm-hmm. But that says a lot because yeah. I love Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson's great. Um, so unlikable in that it's movie. Just a shame. So uh, yeah, so that's kind of getting into more of the negatives. Also, in TV terms, you know, we've had a few disappointments. Game of Thrones, huge disappointment. I still have that bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, me too. I think I, I think it's. I, I I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, it was fine. You know, I didn't hate the ending, didn't love the ending. I thought it was okay. It was kind of felt earned. But um, I I love Game of Thrones and I don't think I have any love left for it. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's, it's so weird how that season is so bad mm. that it'll just never be like in my top list. Without that season, even if like for some reason like Kit Harrington died mm. and they're like, we're just never going to make the last season. Mm. It'd be like one of the top shows I've ever watched. Yeah. But that season is unforgivable in my opinion. Yeah. It's just... It's weird to even think that. I hate being that person yeah. who's like, oh, the rest just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it was the last season and... It, it's so bad. Like I got the same feeling when I watched Dexter. Now Dexter, it, it Dexter's not a great uh, comparison because it, it kind of it fell and then it slightly rose and then uh, really nosedived towards the end. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the it's like your 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 greatest hit or you're only as good as your last hit. Yeah, exactly. That season is bad. Mm-hmm. Again, it made me fall out of love with Game of Thrones. Like I love that series everything about it there are some moments in Game of Thrones when I think back I'm like wow those are some of the 
best things I've ever seen on TV. On TV. But I'm just, I'm, I, I don't have any love for it anymore, really. It's, it's weird. And whenever I think about Game of Thrones, I just kind of get sad because I was like, man, that was a really good moment. And it's like, I you just constantly then connect it you to the last season. You constantly go last season. It's like, but that that didn't pay off in the end. So yeah, you know, it's tough. Um, I did watch. Have you ever seen um, uh, uh the, the opinions thing on BBC Radio? No, they did it with Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's like uh, unpopular opinions. Oh, I've yo, I see them on yeah. YouTube all the time. You should watch I, them. They're actually really good. Already, yeah, yeah. But people just ring up and give unpopular opinions. <laughs> Amelia Clark was on. And someone rings up and says, you know what? I actually didn't think the last season of Game of Thrones was that bad. And you see her literally go. And then she goes, oh, 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 okay. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much and everything. <laughs> and she's just, got such an expressive face. She does. She's yeah. like, she. I say she has the worst poker face. Yeah. Oh, your eyebrows just told me something. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> her Matt, eyebrows can nearly spell out words. I, I was like, if this guy's going to ring up and bash the Game of Thrones finale, I was like, oh, that's, that takes some serious balls. Yeah. And, and I, she's such a, a likable person. Yeah, yeah. She got that infection personality where she she's does. just constantly smiling yeah and you're i like, feel like she'd be the best friend to cheer you up totally totally um so yeah that i mean that that was another kind of disappointing thing um is there anything else disappointing that we want to get on before we move on to the positive stuff and then kind of round out the podcast i think let's go to the positive let's go to the positive so some uh tv shows this year have been amazing excuse me the boys the boys stand out oh my god probably we were trying to figure out what our best tv shows this year were in terms of a new ip and you know something we've never seen before uh, again, and yet a, a, a genre that has like been beaten the fuck culturally relevant in uh, coming in at the peak of this genre and you know giving something new and fresh and it says a lot to, yeah it says a lot to be like that superhero tv show in a world where CW exists, yeah, was so refreshing. Yeah, totally. I've seen so many things that I've never seen before. Es- especially how? how, especially when a CW TV show, Lucifer, is the number one stream movie of tw- uh, stream TV series of 2019. Oh, I, st- I still don't fucking believe that. Yeah, like it's, I know it's crazy. What the hell? But uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It's just. It's a great TV show. Loved every minute of it. Can't wait for season two. Also, an Amazon Prime show because Amazon Prime like they're kind of quietly in the background but they do have some decent stuff like Jack Ryan as well Good Omens came out I know you didn't like it that much but still um, uh, the boys like for Amazon Prime to have arguably one of the best new TV series on it um, and really the the genre yeah to have one of the best superhero TV shows totally like the buzz I've heard off that alone is crazy fucking hell we didn't even talk about this before Watchmen TV series came out this year. You've watched it. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched it all. Okay. I didn't. I. I. I honestly, I. Start, I fell out of love with it towards the end. Oh really? I, just, I didn't like a lot of the decisions that were being. I. I know. I know it's tough to be like. I know it's it's someone's interpretation and you're watching it. Of course. And I was like, okay, I get it. I. I understand that. This is this is this is the way they want to go with this. Sure, but I just wasn't enjoying it anymore okay. for the decisions made. So I was like, I just don't want to watch the it finale. Looks like it's got a serious budget. It does have a serious budget. I really enjoy when you see a TV show like The Boys mm. has a lot of CGI and it yeah. works. Yeah, because you know when you can just that moment where you're like, this show's great, and then there's just this like we watched Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, when the Flash starts running, you mean, and then you're like. <sighs> Oh, look, a jelly man. It's a guy on a treadmill flailing his arms. Yeah. What is going on? You would on? think he, Grant Gustin would look good running at least, but mm. no, he doesn't. Also, 
when um, the arrow is facing Casper the ghost. Oh, yeah. Casper's yeah. army. There's not enough time. I'm just going to fight them all off. And then he runs out of arrows and you're like, I, I don't even, I didn't even think the arrows were doing that much damage. And now you have to fight them with your fist. Yeah. Um, it looks like Mario Brothers. Like it it's the CGI is so bad. Or maybe Tomb Raider 1 with, yeah. the, with the pointy boobs. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? Have you ever seen people dressing up as the pointy boobs? No. Oh, it's so funny. That's a great idea. Why didn't I ever even think of that? People do Halloween costumes and they dress as original Lara Croft and they just have these big cones. It's like, That's great. Yeah. But um, sad that it still worked for me when that first came out. Yeah, well, listen, I was know, a young boy. You take what you get, you know. Uh, so yeah, the boys, a great TV series. But then there's been other great TV, like Fleabag. Fleabag, uh, I haven't watched. Me neither. It. Me neither. Amazon Prime mm-hmm. bought the rights to the second season mm-hmm. in Ireland. I don't know about England. Yeah, and it's crushing me. Yeah, because I want to watch the first season. Of course, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has had an amazing year this year. We've kind of wrote a list of actors who have had yeah. great years this year. She was one of them. She's you know? currently well. She was writing. Yeah. No time to die. Yeah. The new James Bond She's movie. She's a co-writer on it still. Yeah. Credited. And what I really enjoy is that everyone was like, "Oh, they just want a female voice," and mm-hmm. it was Daniel Craig that was like, "No, we just yeah. want a really good voice." And she's. Uh, I was so glad to hear him say that. Totally. He's like, yeah. "No, it's not because we want a female perspective. Mm-hmm. We just want a good." perspective it's like when henry cavill came out and they were like oh what do you think of fans having too much ownership over things he was like i get where you're coming from where it can be problematic but also they're the fans of course they have ownership over something who are you making it for yeah we're making it for them so you know it's our duty to do something different and to take our own take but also respect what the fans want to see you know it's not it's just nice when actors kind of when people are looking for the headline where it's like yeah you know it's like uh Right, female writer hired just because or whatever, and yeah, it's like they don't, they don't feed into the clickbait. They don't feed into the, where they come back. I hate and those then, questions. Yeah. They're like, oh, here it goes again. SNL had that bit of controversy this year. Do you remember they hired a new? I'm, I'm going to get this story oh, slightly wrong. I know what you're going to say. They hired a new cast member, and then people went through all his old material and tweets, and there was some uh, racist anti-Asian jokes or something like that he got Sean Gund oh no sorry James Gund James Gund James Gund Uh, um, and I'm sure if you went through every SNL person's thing there probably is some dodgy jokes somewhere but uh, they fired him immediately pretty much and then the next person they hired was was the first ever SNL Asian cast member and now he's a part of SNL. Yeah. So I was... So like, he could be great, but it's just horrible that... It's it just a, seems like it's very obvious what he just did. Yeah, exactly. You're looking at that and you're like, um, okay, I know I saw what just happened, but did that actually just happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the, the world has gone crazy, basically. So uh, do you have any TV series, even ones that you only watched this year, that didn't come out this year, that you've been watching that you kind of want to shout out and be like, you know, I really enjoyed doing this this year. This is like a plea. Yeah. Mindhunter. Yeah. Please, goddammit, don't cancel it. Yeah. Because right now, they're pretty much the unofficial showrunner. Yeah. David Fincher is mm-hmm. making a movie for Netflix. Mm-hmm. So he's still in the Netflix business. Thank God. But I just, I want them to do a third season. It's a five season plan is what they have. Yeah. I think it's an absolute superb TV series. I've watched one season of it. Love it to bits. Love it. Can't wait to watch the second season. As I said, it's a plea because I yeah. just know Netflix are just cut. They're cutthroat at the moment. Yeah, they are. They are. So that's one series that I'm really enjoying. It, mm-hmm. It's a very cinematic TV series. Yeah. Yet there's no like massive fights or anything going on. It's just two detectives. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic storytelling. And sometimes you'll be watching it and you'll be like, 
this could be taken straight out of a film. Like Easy. We, we've spoken about a sequence before. I don't know if ever it was ever on the show. And it's when they're going from motel to motel. It's in season one, and just the music in the background and the different shots and how they do it. Brilliant. And when and it's one of those scenes where it was like, man, I love that so much. I want to look and see how they did that. And yeah. then when you find out how it did it, it makes the whole scene even more interesting. It's so good. They melt the CGI to use. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they're just switching the camera or taking off a jacket or something. It's, it's, it's great yeah um, um, I loved Stranger Things season 3 I thought yeah. it was a, a return to form mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really enjoyed that I'd agree with that yeah um, The Mandalorian we've been covering that Mandalorian I'm, I'm not on episode 7 yet though yeah episode 7 is a great one and um, I'm very excited for episode 8 which is the final final finale. episode finale but season 2 is already in the works yeah so it's filming I think good. yeah it's filming at the moment I think it's so. like a month into filming yeah so. as we said by the time Ireland officially gets it in March. It, season two will probably be finished fi- filming. Yeah, hopefully which is just out. Weird. Hopefully starting to come out. That would be great if they I'd, could. Uh, I don't know if they if they could roll out the European release with Mandalorian season two. That would be good, but that might. I don't want them to rush it either. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, any TV series that didn't come out this year that you picked up or watched or. Oh, well, I'm rewatching Breaking Bad after yeah. El Camino came out. Yeah, El Camino, another great thing that happened this year. Netflix were on point, and I think they, they needed were. to be. They were. They were they were they were Disney was the biggest studio, obviously making 10 billion in 10 one billion. year. And that's without The Rise of Skywalker. Without the Rise of Sky- it Skywalker. would probably tip 11 billion altogether because yeah. even with this, The Rise of Skywalker and Frozen is still making a few yeah. pennies yeah. here and there. But um yeah, Netflix really have like as I said of the top 20 uh, TV shows, Netflix had 19. You know, it's just, uh, they're, they've cemented themselves. They're holding their title yeah. for, the, for now. Now, next year, oh my God, the yeah. streaming wars are about to yeah. let loose. They're about to kick Disney's off. Disney's got all the shit coming out. Yeah. Um, we have Warner Brothers, HBO Max, they're calling it. Yeah. That's about to arrive. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of other studios that are developing mm-hmm. their streaming service as yeah. well. It's, it's going to be all it's hell's going to break loose and oh, sorry Apple TV yeah. are kind of quietly in the background Amazon as well yeah yeah putting out some good content every now and again yeah, so you know so uh, the boys definitely made Amazon a bit of a bit of dough totally I think I, I'd love to see the analytics of like the the improvement <laughs> yeah the spike the, the spike when the boys came out but um, yeah a few shows that I've like I've, I've loved it all, always but always sunny in Philadelphia you know oh yeah, my favorite TV show of all time. I've watched season fourteen, and it's a it's a better season than season thirteen. Um, Can't wait to watch it. Barry watched it this year as well. I rewatched Breaking Bad as well. Loved it. Loved it. I'm currently three episodes into The Witcher, and it's not getting great reviews. But I encourage you to just check it out and watch it. Cause, you sold me. Yeah, you came in so high on that. But yeah, it's awesome. I was meant to watch. We we're we're working on a special project for Christmas that we yes. kind of referenced before but um, I was meant to watch that movie you were, you said you'd watch one episode of, of The Witcher yeah. and then get to the movie and that we're going to do a special on yeah. instead you watched three episodes of The Witcher I watched three of episodes of The Witcher and I was doing something as well when I was watching them and I was like okay I'll throw that on in the background and I'll kind of I'll, I'll see if it hooks me you know if I'm interested and eventually I had to stop what I was doing and I was just watching it cause that's like, always a great yeah. uh, thing that happens I say I always do that with, yeah. with working out and I'll just put a, a what I think is a bad TV show on yeah. and then I'm like oh, uh, okay I'm watching this now yeah, I can't watch this while I work out I can't and then I'll stop it and put mm-hmm. on something else as bad Yeah, because I'm like I have to watch that and some, and some things would happen it demands and your attention yeah it demands your attention and some things I'd watch and I go 
uh, I'd go back because I felt like I'd missed something. So I'd, I'd go back and I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I like that. I recently had a long conversation with my dad while he was mm. watching The Irishman. And yeah. it was actually annoying me because I'm like, he should be focusing on The Irishman. And then when yeah. I came in later, he was re-watching it. And I was uh, like, good, good. Good. We haven't even spoken about that yet. The Irishman. Well, we can get to yeah, the best movies of oh, the yeah, year. We'll get to the want. best movies. But uh, is there any other shows that came out this year? You're an advocate of The Witcher, though. I love The Witcher. You I got did. me excited. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, is there anything else? That I'm I sure there's plenty that I've watched. There's plenty to miss out. I, it, it, we, especially because we do a podcast about you know entertainment and everything. You absorb so much. You I know? consume way too much content. <laughs> me too. I like. I'm constantly consuming content, and I'm constantly you now thinking, "Oh shit, we need to talk about that." Yeah, and then someone will bring up something, and I'll go, "Oh yeah, I have actually watched that," and I'll just have completely forgotten. Like I watched all of the What We Do in the Shadows TV series. I thought it was great. Oh, I'm dying to watch that. It's really good. It's. I love sh- the film. I'll show you the website. You can get it from. Oh, it's all. It's all there. But all of it is great, and it's a. It's. It's so true to the movie and I love That's it what I and it didn't get a lot of praise and it didn't get a lot of kind of uh, like attention but there is a season 2 on the way as Great. well I hear there's fantastic cameos yes excellent cameos in it Brilliant. excellent uh, everything everything about that show is just great so um yeah, so that's kind of the TV area, all the positives and negatives. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the best movies, the things that got us hyped this yeah. year. So I think all of our all of our best movies are the same, but do you want to read out the list and we'll... I'll, I'll read out my list. You tell me if you disagree. Okay. Well, you haven't seen one of them, I know for sure. Okay. So Endgame, mm-hmm. Joker. Yes. Marriage Story. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's great. I watched one scene from it and I was getting emotional. You showed me you showed me a scene it's from so it good. and I was getting emotional watching it and I was like, I, I Adam need to... Driver sings. Yes. He's too talented. He's this this man we're gonna get into it, but this man has had some year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it. Yeah. The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man. Yeah. Rocket I totally forgot it came out this yeah, year. Yeah, me too. One of my favourite musicals of all time. I I, I... wait, wait, wait. Cats is coming out this weekend. Oh, yeah, and apparently it's... Oh, fuck, I meant to say, yeah. Cats is going to be one of the biggest bombs of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations, Cats. Congratulations, Cats, you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and thank... it's, it's dying a death already. Excellent, excellent. excellent. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> You're so that. mean. Uh, it doesn't have nine lives, it seems. It Well, we'll, we'll find out, but... It, unlikely. 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 Um... But yeah, Rocket Man completely forgot that yeah. it came Taylor out this Swift year. Taylor Swift will still come out unscathed. Oh yeah, she'll be fine. Um, yeah, Rocket Man came out mm-hmm. fantastic, truly great movie. Made uh, Bohemian Rhapsody look look like, like shite. Like, yeah, look terrible yeah. in comparison, in my opinion. Absolute fiction. And Rami Malek. It's funny enough. Rami Malek, a guy I like, an actor I liked. Whenever I see him in other stuff now, hit. I'm he's Mr. Robot. I'm always like, I need to watch. I need that. to watch that too. But it's when on it, Amazon Prime. Okay, maybe I will watch it. I just there's a lot of it, so I yeah, just yeah. um whenever I see him like in the new James Bond film, I was like, Oh, I'm excited about that. But he is tainted for me because he won that Oscar for for uh Freddie Mercury. And Even I, though I thought he was great in it. Oh, excellent performance. Best thing probably about a movie that's not great. Not great, yeah. Um and I was kinda like I'm, he's kind of tainted for me now and yeah. so after seeing Rocket Man as well I'm like if anyone deserved to win something I think it's Taron Egerton for Elton John totally and the fact that he sang yeah. all the songs they yeah. re-recorded every song yeah. that's in it and it's just like he embodies it and 
they tell a story about someone like Freddie Mercury or Elton John in such a unique, interesting way. And you know it's somewhat tainted. Yeah, exactly. Straight away, they kind of give you, oh, this is his perspective. So you yeah. might not be getting the full story. Where Bohemian Rhapsody, tries, it pretends that it's telling you the truth. Yeah. But it, now, I would actually say Bohemian Rhapsody, it, Rhapsody is like a good fictional movie. Mm. But when you really look into how just oh, they, how much they just uh, yeah. mess with the truth mm-hmm. like they really took liberties you feel like by the end of Rocketman you feel like you understand who Elton John was and kind of his trajectory and what happened you have a better understanding of his story yes. when in Bohemian Rhapsody when it's giving you all the facts about what happened you leave like you leave feeling like you're knowing less and funny enough everyone is so aware of Freddie Mercury's misdoings yeah. and just He's not just known for being a great singer. He's been yeah. known to be a party, party animal, animal. Yeah. and a, like a, a rabbit just fucking yeah. everything. And there's only one scene dedicated to that. It, see, I wouldn't even say dedicated. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Alluding. Mm. Yeah, alluding. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's veiled. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Rocket Man was great and a, quite a surprise, really. Totally. I thought it was going to be good. It looked yeah. good, but it, it blew my mind. Blew me away. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Amazing. I only watched it recently and I love it. I want to watch the extended edition. There's like an extra 10 minutes. Me too. Dying to see it. I'd love to see it. It just came out on um, iTunes over here. Oh, excellent. So I might buy it over this Christmas. Wouldn't be a bad little present to myself. Yes. Uh, Toy Story 4. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nearly made me cry. Mm hmm. Dolomite is my name. Yeah. It was fun to see Eddie Murphy return to form. Really to form. Like, it's been decades since I've seen a movie where. An emotionally resonating Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like... Is he not just a donkey now? <laughs> I thought that, that that's his most iconic role in the last, you know, few years is him as a talking donkey. At least in the last 10. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Dolomite is my name. It's a surprise. And actually, after watching it initially, I didn't have such a strong feelings. But when I think back to it, I have, I, I, I really, man, I really did like that movie, yeah. you know? and it's I, like a role he was born to, to play. Yeah. And he had to grow into the role. Totally, and you're like, man, this guy's you, this guy's really cool and everything. And then at the end, they kind of bring it all together, and it's like, hey, this guy's important because he kind of people consider him the grandfather of rap yeah. and bringing it on. And it's like, oh, I I hadn't noticed that before, but then when you reach the ending, you're like, oh fuck, I see how that kind of developed from Fully, that. Totally, it's so cool, and it was great. Both of us had said it on the previous podcast mm-hmm. that we didn't know anything about the character. Nothing. So for us, it was just all a surprise. Yeah. It was like educational in yeah, a way. We were exactly. like, oh, fuck. We didn't know where the, where the story was going at all. I was talking about it with my friends and the best praise they could give is they were like, I actually want to start watching some of the Rudy Ray Moore films because of it. I got the same feeling. Yeah. I was like, actually, I want to see what these films actually look like. Oh, uh, that would be fun. We should actually yeah, do that sometime and then review one of them. And you see the clips in the in the in the, in the end, in the, the end, end the and you're credits like, oh, it looks, it looks so fun. It looks great, and it looks very similar to the movie. Like they True really emulated it. Yeah, yeah. And um, sorry, so let me just say, oh yeah, and then just Doctor Sleep mm-hmm. and Knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah. After giving Ryan Johnson all that uh, with that beatdown, we just yeah, gave him for totally. the first like. 30 minutes of this podcast mm-hmm. we both love Knives Out Knives Out and I'd love to see another one oh, 100% in, in a in a series in a franchise I would say where Ryan Johnson is in full control of everything that happens you know he doesn't have there's nothing to go off he can just start from scratch and do yeah. whatever and subvert expectations 100% from the beginning. original uh, story exactly it's like Looper when it's a 100% original thing comes from him I'm 
totally on board. I loved Looper. Yeah. And I think, I thought uh, Night Out was a home run. Yeah, me too. I loved it. I like, I was surprised at how much I loved it. It's so fun. All the actors popping it as well. Yeah, they, they really do. do. Yeah, and you're and you're enjoying every single person like they're acting their heart out, and Fully, yeah. you're having fun watching them. So Knives Out is a good one. Uh, so yeah, those are kind of all the movies that we love this year, and we've missed a, a lot as well. Like yeah. Ford versus Ferrari is one that I'm dying to see. Yeah, uh, the Two Popes mm-hmm. recently came out on Netflix. That's getting a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any others like <gasps> Six Underground. Oh yeah, the best movie of the year. Best Michael Bay movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm enjoying Ryan Reynolds marketing it. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's, yeah, it's so bad. It's Michael Bay unrestricted. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. No, it's not good no. at all. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that's that's our that's our movies of the year. So we do trailers of the, or we do actors of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So we'll do actors. So we've kind of put a list together and we're going to talk about actors who we feel have really had like a renaissance this year or have been shined bigger than they normally would, you know? Yeah, like just a fucking absolute home run of a year. So we kind of already touched on Phoebe Waller-Bridge. You know, she's had an exceptional year. Even though she was only really in Fleabag, she's she's penetrated the cultural zeitgeist to use a very, you know, journalist, journalistic term. And, uh, you know, everyone kind of knows her name and she's the new hotness around the place. I haven't even watched a single episode and, and I, I see her name everywhere now. Yeah, and I just know that she's like, she's she's a big deal, you know. She's a big deal yeah. indeed, yeah, yeah. Um, but someone else that we touched on as well, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. He's killed it this year. Oh, smashed it. I can't wait to watch Marriage Story, but he's also in uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, like I said, Kylo Ren throughout this trilogy has been my favourite character. Well, he's got, he kind of like takes each box, doesn't he? Yeah. So he was in The Report. Yeah. A political thriller. Which is meant to be amazing. Got loads of praise. Yeah. That's on Amazon Prime. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. I only recently watched it. Marriage Story, straight up drama. Yeah. With some, some comedic uh, parts to it as well. Mm-hmm. He is spellbinding and honestly it's the best performance I've seen and one of the best performances of the year Mm -hmm. is between him and Walking Phoenix Mm -hmm. and it seems like every award show seems to agree as well it's between them two and then as you said he's then he takes the box of the big blockbuster Mm -hmm. so he's got his blockbuster as well he does and uh, yeah he's just he's just a great actor and like I love to see him in things oh he was in the comedy as well The Dead Don't Die that was the only thing that didn't really do super well yeah. but other than that I haven't seen it though me neither so <laughs> so in my books he's my only books, done good he's killing it um, when did Logan Lucky come out was that last year Logan Lucky I would like to say 2017 actually 2017 Jesus anyway I only watched that this year great movie though excellent movie and a very underseen movie yeah totally no one, no one, nobody went to see it 2017 yeah but uh, he's great in that as well. I've honestly, I've never seen anything with Adam Driver in it that I haven't liked him in. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what was the Inside Lewin Davis? Yeah. Oh, he's in another movie with Oscar, with Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> never made that connection. No, no. no yeah. I love that movie as well. He's yeah. he's only in it for a small bit, but his singing's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Adam Driver, we salute you for having an exceptional year. We've actually given you Hunk of the Year. Hunk of the year. Adam Driver. That's a it big... was between him and Ben Affleck and we, we went... Were, we went, sorry Ben, next year. Yeah, you can get worst tattoo of the year. Yeah, worst tattoo of the year, obviously Ben Affleck. Yeah. But Kia, uh, Adam Driver, I've just spoiled who else we're going to talk about. <laughs> Adam Driver gets Hunk of the Year, so congratulations to Adam. Applause. And obviously we'll get the award out to you as... Yeah, we'll ship... We'll meet, when we meet you. When we meet you, we'll, we'll give, give you... A, we'll yeah. give you the award. Yeah. Um, 
So the next person who's had a kind of a great year is Keanu Reeves. You know, just it's it just keeps going from strength to strength. Strength to strength. John Wick, it just, that first John Wick was just a spark that yeah. lit the fuse. Yeah, the Keanu-sense. Keanu-sense, he's yeah. back, baby. Yeah, he is. And it just gets better. He's building and I, building. I don't think I've seen negative press about Keanu Reeves this entire year. And yeah, he's still knocking out those terrible... Uh, direct to DVD movies yeah. like replicas and there's one or two um oh I see I don't even remember the names of them and I no. haven't seen them. But it's just been the odd one just flick to the side yeah. here and there. Yeah. But as long as we're getting a John Wick, we're mm-hmm. fine. And I love that John Wick has kind of broken the mold of being like, oh you do three films. You know, three films to a franchise. Three kind films of, and we're done. Three films and we're done, you do a trilogy. Whereas no John Wick people are still hungry for more John Wick. Also he's getting so old and yeah. they're still like, Oh, we'll do a fourth. He's John Wick. ageless. The man is ageless and he's also appeared in a really well received comedy this year, which is um uh, always be my maybe. Always be my maybe. That's it. Yeah. And this is getting such good reviews that like people have been citing Netflix as making a rom com cool again because mm-hmm. they really have gone out of style. Yeah. And they're saying like, oh, Netflix is really on par. Like, is really yeah. Because he did one or two other rom coms. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. You know, can't read not in it. I don't know what I it's don't called. Care. Yeah. Well, uh, um, there's the one murder mystery. That's the one with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which yeah. is apparently not that bad. Yes, yeah, well. that bad. It's P.S. I love not P.S. I love you. Uh, to all the boys, to I all loved the boys before. I've loved before. Apparently, that's very good. That's supposed to be really good I as well. Know. It um, doesn't really speak to me, but no, it got really good reviews. Yeah, and um, but anyway, Keanu Reeves is having a hell of a year, even with his uh, with the movies he's announced for next year and the year next uh, after the year that after. as well. So uh, 2020, what what does he have? He has four. Well, no, I no, think some that... of them go into 2021. Oh, it spills they? into that. But I know in 2020, he has SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob. Which is great. And he's going to be in the video game, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. 2077. Yeah, I, that was a, a meme this year. Everything. This was a big deal. See, yeah. I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. I know you are, but like the reaction online was huge. So here's a connection between Cyberpunk 2077. The same studio, CD Projekt Red, that makes the Witcher games are making yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. So there's a connection there. And the Witcher oh, games, really cool. the Witcher games are considered are one of the, some of the best games ever made. Witcher 3 is considered one of the greatest games ever made. So for him to be a part of Cyberpunk 27, 2077, and also I couldn't think of a more appropriate actor to be in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it, it's so cool. Yeah. Guy, the man is 55. I know. So I Crazy. totally forgot. He's Duke Kaboom. Yeah, in Duke Toy Story Kaboom, Four, Story 4. And his character, oh, it, it, he Hilarious. pops, he jumps off the screen. French Canadian stuntman, oh, it's I just great. I love him in that Duke Kaboom. So right, yeah, there we go. We got we got John Wick Chapter Three, yeah, Parabellum. We got Always Be My Maybe and mm-hmm. Toy Story Four. All of these were critical successes, and Toy Story Four made a billion. Yeah, and of course, John Wick did so well mm-hmm. that weeks after it came out they're like oh we're making a fourth we're one a it's fourth announced one. it's yeah. officially announced so we can see next year Bill and Ted oh, he was in Between Two Ferns oh yeah he had a cameo on that that was great that was great another movie that I really enjoyed yeah me too um, Bill and Ted Face the Music 2020 and Spongebob movie SpongeBob. In, in 2020 yeah so he's got the third Bill and Ted coming out and it was announced this year that uh, the Matrix 4, Four and John Wick 4 are coming out in 2021 on the same, same day. day. So that's going to be Keanu Reeves Day. Keanu Reeves Day. Um, so yeah, Keanu is killing it at the moment and I couldn't be happier. Yeah, Siberia. So, that was one that I remember. And replicas, all these straight to DVDs. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, he he is crushing it. A man at 55 having... He's peaking now, I would say. Yeah, 
He is. Scary. It's, it's crazy. Crazy. Um, so now another actor who is killing it this year is Scarlett Johansson. And it relates to Adam Driver. Wait, it relates to Adam Driver. She's in Marriage Story, getting huge praise for that. Oh, uh, brilliant. The Black Widow movie has a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, no, you know? that's next year, but like it's it's a big deal. It's and the, the trailer like got millions and millions yeah. of views. I know we were a bit cold on it, but you know, it, it's... It's, it's going to sell. It's going to sell, yeah. And it's, people are excited to finally get her movie, you know. And she was also a part of one of the biggest movies this year, which is Endgame. The biggest movie ever. The biggest movie ever. Sorry, I should say. Yeah. Biggest movie ever. And uh, she plays a key role in that. And people are, you know, her character, when people cite Endgame, is the part people talk about most of the time, you know? It's, also, the fact that there's so many massive actors in it, yeah. and yet she really pops. Like, yeah, she really has she a big... Her, it's a significant character. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. a significant role to the whole movie. Definitely. So, like, she was in the biggest movie ever. Mm-hmm. So she was in Marriage Story, a drama. Yeah. And she was in Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, yeah. And a comedy that hasn't done particularly well, but should, from what I've heard, yeah, or should do better. But critics seem to like it. Yeah. So um, Scarlett Johansson has another kind of killed it this year. And we specifically, you, I mean, I can't wait to see Marriage Story. So, uh, yeah. So Scarlett Johansson, we want to shout out. And then the final one, salute to the old dog, the 79-year-old man. We wouldn't. Dare we wouldn't dare to leave him out. <laughs> Al Pacino. Al Pacino has come back swinging with the Irishman this year. 79. Yeah. Hasn't missed a beat. He hasn't. He showed up briefly in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. You know, wetting our palates for uh, his return to the Irishman. And he did not disappoint. He's endlessly quotable in that movie. His portrayal of Jimmy Hoffa yeah. could be his best role ever. It could be. It's so, so good. He's endlessly quotable. Whenever someone leaves the movie or watches The Irishman, you know, all they talk about is the Hoffa scenes and how great he is. You dumb motherfuckers. You dumb with his brothers. <laughs> you know, it's just great. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of buzz about that performance as he deserves. And I just think that... Uh, yeah, Pacino's really killed it. Come back and killed it. And in a movie where, you know, you're full of great actors, he stands out. You know? He really does. He's my favourite actor in The Irishman. Wow, that's saying something. Yeah, with the trifecta of De Niro, yeah. Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Yeah. I never thought that it would be Al Pacino. Me I, too. I actually thought it would be Joe Pesci. Al Pacino, because, yeah, me too. I thought Joe Pesci would kind of take it for me. He's got the best material in the home movie. He does. Though. He's a lot to work with. And uh, do you, have you heard Joe Pesci was t didn't like doing scenes with Al Pacino? Because uh, his whole thing was he never blows up. And he was like, Pacino's going to blow up in this scene. <laughs> and if I'm in a scene with him, I'm going to blow I'm up as blow well. Too. He was yeah. like, I'm going to blow up. And he's like, you can't, you, you can't, you can't blow just up. Just fighting level by level, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he's trying to oh, sit Oh, is he going bigger? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll go bigger. I can go bigger, yeah. yeah. And it's amazing how big Pacino can go. With, and, and it seems... Like you're you're there for it. You're like this doesn't seem out of place at all. You know, I totally buy into it. But it's Joe Pesci's shtick as well. Like that's yeah. what he does. He blows. You know, the good Goodfellas is just Joe Pesci blowing up. Yeah, left, basically. right, and center. Again, a movie I watched recently. Again, because it's so good. He's so good in it. Yeah. And you watched um, what was the other one you watched? Raging Bull. Raging Bull. <laughs> he just blows blowing all the time. Up in that, yeah. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the actors we wanted to shout out this year as having kind of exceptional years have too good have stuck in our minds you know? Keanu Reeves especially for me because yeah. like I mean the guy I don't know he's just going from strength to strength John Wick mm. just was huge for him it's kind of cool to see someone who is like a childhood icon kind of childhood totally. hero you forget that like speed was yeah. a peak in his career as well yeah. and then he had the Matrix trilogy yeah 
and you're like this guy from my is a big part of my childhood and now is having another huge like soar in popularity a new generation new generation are falling in love with Keanu yeah. Reeves and it's kind of crazy so uh yeah all those all those actors we just want to give a shout out you um you know we straight series loves you loves you big yeah, time big time so the last thing we're going to talk about are the trailers of the year and there's one trailer yeah that felt us up in all the right places it did top gun that first trailer the second trailer is good second trailer is good but that first trailer got it wet my pants yeah. i just i just i wet my pants i loved it it's it's amazing and like the feels I get while watching that trailer. The music hits. Yeah. The shots of him on the, the helicarrier or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's not the helicarrier. It's the, oh, not that the helicarrier. Yeah. Uh, aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. Yeah. <laughs> if he was on a helicarrier, that'd be cool. No, and seeing Tom Cruise actually in the cockpit, flying the planes, you know, it just hits all the right beats and all the dialogue. Movie boner after movie boner. Yeah, yeah so th- we that was kind of, we leave it to the end because that's the, that's the trailer that's got us mo- most hyped and excited yeah. for the movie in 2020 it's so strange to be that hyped for a top gun i know sequel it's yeah. not a movie that you, you necessarily want a sequel to and no. then when you see that trailer you're like it took that long yeah oh, but he's at, the, he's at the ripe age for this as he well is. where the whole story centered around how he's a dying breed yeah yeah oh, i love oh, it not today not today i was i got the pleasure of seeing that trailer in the cinema and i was quoting the trailer i was i was that final line was about to hit and in my and i said out loud not today. not today and then he said not today and the lady looked at me and i just kind of shrugged because <laughs> i was like mm, what are you gonna do um so yeah that's that's what we want do we have a skunk of the year did we have a skunk we didn't plan one no can we prop can we on the count of, on the count of three we both say the skunk of the year okay one, two, three. Season, season eight, eight of, Game of, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. Did yeah. you just try copy yes. me? Season okay. eight of Game of Thrones. That's the that's the skunk of the year. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. It's a pretty decent one. Yeah. Um. Apologies, Game of Thrones. We wish you were better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening to Straight to Series for thirty episodes and all through twenty nineteen. Yeah. We've grown as people. We have. We've all grown together. We've grown as podcasters. We have. And we've grown an audience. And uh, we're really happy that, uh, you know, people are coming in to check this out because we're obviously very proud of what we do here. And uh, we hope that it continues well into the future. This is what we do anyway. Yeah, exactly. We'd be doing this anyway. And uh, it's nice that people take an interest in us. Now, let's do a podcast on the as I drop you home yes exactly yeah because that, that's <laughs> what that's what never really happens I might fall asleep in the car though because I feel exhausted yeah I'm exhausted yeah. too to be honest with yeah, you yeah the two of us came into this pretty exhausted but we managed to power through the year has taken a lot yeah. out of us and we've we've come here to collect everything <sighs> yeah but uh, thank you for everything for Straight to Series. We're going to have probably a special episode towards the to, end of the yeah, year to, coming out. To finish off the year. To cap things off. It's an episode. Exc- exclamation point at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, we're very proud uh, of the episode. So uh, we're, we're excited to do it. Um, but yeah, thank you all very much. Um, like, subscribe, tell a friend. Tell a friend, please. Yeah, uh, we want to grow as much as possible. Totally. So we can you know, make the channel better and do yeah more subscribers, more subscribers, more listeners, more, f- more uh, listener interaction as yeah, well. Yeah. We need, we want to grow so we can start interacting with you guys more. That's the, that's the aim. And hit that's all the, the bases that he's wanting. Yeah. Hear. And then hopefully get a sponsorship and we can just sell out. Totally. Reebok, Nike, yeah. Coca-Cola, anyone, anyone. Coca-Cola honestly. is so refreshing. Can they still, can we still be sponsored by cigarettes? 
We'll try. We'll look I'll into that. I'll we'll get on it. I, I don't smoke, but straight I, I series, could. sponsored by heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight to series, sponsored by gun crime. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed, and we will see you next time. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.